Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Gramet. This week's guest is Matt Kennedy. He is a unit still photographer. He and I did a small movie called Dark Skies together years ago and got along great. So it was nice to have him on. I don't think I've seen him since then. He has since moved on to giant movies like Vice and Black Panther and The Fate of the Furious and all kinds of big ones. So um, it was fun to talk to him about his process and how he works and what's involved in being a unit still photographer. A bunch of stuff that I just didn't know. So I hope you enjoy it. A uh, big thank you to Walter Clausen FX. They make all kinds of cool stuff for the film business and they make cool stuff for Steadicam some of which I own. So thank you to them for being a sponsor. Um, one thing I never mention is my Instagram. I always post the episodes up on my Instagram. It's the number one giant robot. Um, I post the episodes when they come out, and then I also post, you know, some stills from uh, from sets and stuff. So check it out if you want. It's a good way to be reminded of uh, a new episode. Oh, and you may have noticed that I have music now. I don't want to forget to thank Tom Oakes for that. He writes really cool music, and he's a really cool guy, and he said I could use it. So thanks, Tom. Also, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash walkingbackwards. And you can email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy. Matt Kennedy. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. (laughs) Uh, we were just talking about where you live. Did it take you long to get up here today, or was it like okay? an hour? Okay. Yeah, I mean... That's standard. I, it, mean, I you're think it's standard LA anywhere. From Orange County. I mean, from Seal Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I often... I, I go down to Manhattan Beach sometimes, and it's like, if it takes me less than an hour, I'm happy. Sure. No, <laughs> I agree. Um, and it's like a straight shot, too. It's not like it's some, you know, crazy... It's just... I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think the beauty of where I'm at is I have so many options. You know, I've got the 405, the 605, the 710, the 5, the... That's true. You always have different ways I to have, get somewhere. Yeah. But nothing is close to you besides, like, Manhattan Beach Studios, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But, you know, honestly, the last, I don't know how many years, I only find myself working in L.A. like half the year anyways. So. Yeah, I was going to say that. You've been out of town like crazy. Yeah. I, I see your photos and... Weren't you in Cuba for a while? Yeah, a couple of years back I was in Cuba, yeah. Was it a couple of years ago? Two, oh, 2017? Yeah, 2017. Oh, last year. Yeah, a year, year ago. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It seems <clears> like year and a half or something yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that for? Uh, Fate of the Furious. That's what I, okay, that's what I thought. I didn't yeah. want to guess, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. How long were you down there? We were only in Cuba for like three weeks. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and then the rest of it was in Atlanta. Oh, shocker. Yeah, big shocker. <laughs> How'd you like Cuba? It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, people are awesome. The food, you have to know, you have to have like an inn, like the locals know where the good places to eat are. But just like your standard Cuban food, you probably get better Cuban food in Miami, even like Versailles here in LA. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, it's just, it's very basic. You know, the government regulates their grocery stores. So you go into a market and there's like, an aisle of just mayonnaise and it's like one type of mayonnaise and then you know one type of milk on the next aisle you know and then the, I think and that's they, it on the whole yeah, aisle I, well i think they distribute the government distributes i think like fruit and vegetables like a certain amount to each family but it's very it's it's a trip yeah, yeah and they weird. don't uh you know it's still very much has um some communist vibe there 
You know, it sure. kind of looks like, uh, you know, colonial Spanish architecture mixed with like Eastern European, like Berlin. You know, it's it's really bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's those like yeah, it's beautiful though. Yeah, type yeah, buildings. like square buildings with oh, square windows. That's probably windows. the Russian yeah. um, influence. Oh, there. for sure. Um, but <clears throat> they regulate everything. Like I had yeah. my my Photoshop crashed when I was there, and tried to jump online to get to Adobe to download whatever I needed to download, and you can't access any kind of creative websites from Cuba because they're afraid that people are going to like distribute, you know, like propaganda. They're going to make flyers through Photoshop or Adobe or yeah. So I had to wait till I got back to the States to get on. Get out of here. Yeah. It was, it was like the totally block it. So super weird. Yeah. Huh. But they didn't, but it was easy going down there, like to shoot down there to work. I mean, I'm surprised the, like what would the government think of this? Oh, they loved it, man. We had like, what did the U S government think of this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. Um, but I mean, it was that was a really big movie to go there, and sure, logistically, it was like a whole, a completely two separate films from what we shot in the states to what we shot in Cuba. Okay, so like everything was barged down there because there's no infrastructure for a film community in Cuba. Oh yeah, right, yeah. <clears throat> so, from every grip truck, electric truck, camera truck, you know, pursuit arms, helicopters, which is kind of nice because everything is. What you're what you're used to, sure. As far as gear and stuff, yeah. As yeah. opposed to going somewhere and getting there half-assy yes. gear or different, absolutely, gear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all there, but yeah. the amount of time you know it took to get there, I'm sure it took them weeks to get all that stuff. Yeah, there. and so when we finished shooting, you know, we jumped on a charter, flew to Atlanta, but it was going to be weeks till any of our gear got there. Uh-huh. So a completely separate crew prepped everything. Before you guys got back. So all our grip, electric, camera, everything was already prepped. We had all new trucks and everything waiting for us in Atlanta. So that we could kind of hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, it was cool, though. Some of our, uh, we had, I think, three Cuban drivers that hid in the cast trailers and they made it to the States. No. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, they... (laughs) I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about Holy this. shit. But, yeah, so they were uh, three local guys that would drive, like, our vans or whatever to uh-huh. pick up the crew at the hotel. Did they Did they bring the vans over, too? Yeah, they brought it. Well, they may have had, like, Mercedes is pretty big in Cuba. So anything that's not U.S., you know. Okay. There's, so there's a lot of, like, Chinese, Korean cars, Mercedes. Sure, there. So yeah. we had Mer- Mercedes Sprinter vans. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, but these three guys, I forget, they each drove a different truck or trailer, and they hid in, like, the... You know the star wagons and they were all on barges and so uh, i mean i'll probably screw up the story but anyways so they the barges stop before they get into u.s waters you know ice and customs go out and they search the barges right didn't find them yeah because so, it's still wet foot dry foot yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no they got rid of that oh i don't did they probably not before this right. actually okay. but yeah so then once they gave the the go ahead, you know everything's clear. We didn't find anybody. Then all the barges moved into U.S. waters, and then I think before they docked, they went out and searched them again. Didn't find anything, and so then the barges docked. They started to unload all the trucks. <laughs> and as soon as the, whatever they were hiding in hit the dock, they jumped out. Boing! Yeah, they popped out, and they're home free. Their feet are on the ground. Yeah. yeah, they were at Hooters like two hours later. I swear they were posting pictures on like Facebook with some here. of our crew. They, you know, yeah, we made it. it was, what? Yeah, it's gnarly. That is crazy. Yeah, and, wow. And you gotta you gotta wonder too because I think at least maybe one or two of them had like wife and kids, Ooh. and they totally you know they left them. Yeah, they left them. 
It's crazy. I mean, you really yeah. think about, you know, we only saw like, you know, the surface of what it's like. There. Yeah. And it's hard to judge somebody yeah, absolutely. for their choice. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's easy to judge, but I think. I mean, you don't know the depth of it. It's I hard think. to be yeah. correct about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. How did they not get found? I had good hiding spots, I guess. Well, you had tons of gear, so they probably weren't too worried about the movie gear, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, they were I mean, very... You said they checked it twice. It's yeah, they checked, but I don't know how good they checked it or you sure. know, what their... You know, I assume they walked through they... with dogs and stuff. Yeah, you would think so, right? You'd think a dog would spend... It's yeah. so wild. Yeah, it was bizarre. How, where were they hiding? I don't know. That's so... <laughs> it's freaky, man. It is freaky, yeah. Oh, and then they spend two days at sea hiding. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how long it took. Probably not long, but... I mean, at least a week, I would think, you know? No. Yeah, I don't know how fast those barges... I mean, that's a lot of gear, so I don't know what... Yeah, but cruise ships go this from... Is true. I mean, you know... Yeah. And they, they, they're not hauling ass. Right. I mean, they're moving okay, but... Right. I'm sure the barges are doing yeah. the best speed they can, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were kind of impressed, though. Yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> so <laughs> Nobody had any idea they were going to do this? No. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, and, and then I, what, they just called some of the crew when they got there? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, they knew our transport captain, or one of our transport captains was... They, oh, they you probably were, had a bunch of guys from Miami. Yeah, they well, no, the, our main guys were from L.A., and so they were there when they were unloading the trucks. Oh, and driving so, the trucks off and yeah, everything. Yeah, and right, so they of saw the, you know, the guys that were smuggled away, they saw our, our transport guys, and they're like, oh, Mike, you know, like... And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, they're like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, what the hell are you doing like, here? You know, they had no idea. The transport guys had no idea. Of course not. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you get deep shit for doing that. Oh, for sure. I, I don't, I don't think anybody would even think that would work, much less try yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, they didn't hold them accountable in any way. It was yeah, just kind of one good. of those things that, <clears throat> that happened. Crazy. Know? Yeah. Crazy. But so, so, how did they? I'm curious how they paid you down there. Did they just pay you? Did you get paid in American money? Did they direct deposit? I honestly, I don't remember. I, it was oh. it was American money. Yeah, we didn't get paid. I, th- I think our per diem was in uh, whatever the monetary is it Cuban peso? I don't I even th- know what it is. I think it's pesos. I think it's pesos. Mm, yeah, but could be wrong. Anyway, so our per diem would be in the local currency, right? You know, and then our paychecks would just yeah, mm. they'd have our checks waiting for us. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, it was only three weeks. So. Yeah, it wasn't long. So, But, I mean, some people, they need their money. <clears> I mean, but I, I imagine it would be hard to, like, pay bills and shit from Cuba, like, even online. Yeah, yeah. Like, getting on, you know, Bank of America's oh, yeah, website or something. I like, mean, Adobe was hard. You can't imagine. You yeah. Know. And I'm not sure I would want to try to access, like, my bank account from Cuba. So Good point. Yeah. Good point. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they can track that shit. Yeah. Um, and maybe find out all your info. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's weird about Adobe, though. Well, what did you do? I mean, didn't you need that? Yeah, luckily, one of the crew guys had, had Photoshop. Yeah, and I was able to jump oh. on his computer. And I think we either, you know, migrated software from one laptop to another or something to fix it. Mm. It wasn't a huge problem. It was just one of those, oh, shit, you know, I, I can't. Yeah, work. it's not what you expect. Because yeah. if you had that problem here, it'd be fixed in five oh, yeah, minutes. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you, just you just download the upgrade or, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, it, like I said, it wasn't a big problem, but because I couldn't even access Adobe, yeah, yeah that's made what made it, it difficult. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, overall experience was awesome. If you get a chance, go. I mean, the people are amazing. You know, I had a chance in um, in '08. I did a movie in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and I considered going because, um, you know, we had weekends, so I could have just popped over for a weekend. 
super quick sure. flight, hour flight or something <clears throat> from Freeport. And and I also heard they when you and this was before this embargo lift or mm-hmm. whatever whatever they're calling this. Um, but they said they put a a passport thing. They put a paper in your passport that's not attached. Stamp that, and then when you leave, they take it out. Oh. so that your passport's not stamped. Right. You know. Um. So. Uh, so I thought about it and I did a little bit of research and my research led me to find out that George W. Bush, I'm not making this political or anything, Mm -hmm. just that he fined more people for going to Cuba than any other president in history by like times a hundred. Like people were getting, people were going for the weekend. So through Canada or Mexico or or the Bahamas or wherever. And apparently the U S had. They had had customs like spies feeding them info, right. uh, information about who was going. And so you'd get back six months later, you'd get a $20,000 bill fine in the mail what? from the U.S. government saying, we know you went to Cuba on this date. 20 you, grand? I, th- uh, I mean, maybe it was 10. That's still a lot. 10, 12, I, mean, I think, or something, like 20, yeah. maybe 20. I think it was different depending on, I know, I'm not sure of the factors. And I was like, uh... I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, no. I really it. wanted to go and check it out, yeah. but it's not worth it. And yeah. but now it's you know now you can go. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. As, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine I think is there right now for his like parents' thirtieth anniversary. Or oh, something. cool. But um, but yeah, um, that's that's neat. And then you went to Atlanta on that show, and how yeah. long were you there for? Oh man, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen weeks, something like that. Yeah, like three, four oh, months, four, yeah. five months. <clears throat> yeah, a while. Yeah, that's. It's a long show. Yeah, I mean, it was a. When you get to that size, it's just kind of ridiculous because we had a, we had a second unit that was almost as long as the first unit, you know. So they they joined us in Cuba. They were in Iceland, I think, for six or seven weeks. Oh wow! They were in Cleveland for just as many weeks. I think you know, seven, eight weeks. Oh, that's know. right. I remember they were in Cleveland. Yeah, and then yeah. I think they did a little, and then they came to Atlanta for a little bit. So. But I mean, those movies. It's really. I mean, let's be honest. It's all about the second unit. It's the cars and the sure. stuff. Like nobody wants to see these guys talk. Act. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even call it that. <laughs> you know, but I mean, there are. I mean, it's Cuba. There's so many fans. We met a guy. He named his kid Dominic Toretto. Vin okay. Diesel's character. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? And we're like, yeah. That's what we said. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, that's bizarre. What, but do they get the movies on there? I think they get bootleg copies. You okay. Know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of bootlegging going on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if your your government won't let you get it freely, then yeah, I mean, people yeah, are people find, find ways, ways to. Yeah, well, there's money in it too, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of stuff like that gets passed around too. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. almost like a viral video, except it's on DVD. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, that stuff, right? I, I would guess. <clears throat> um, yeah. That's cool though. Yeah, it was, but it was it was amazing, and the people, like I said, the people are really cool, and just to see them come out and watch what we were doing, you know, there were there was a day I walked by, we had you know brand new honey wagons, and there was like a family that had opened the like a local family had opened the door, and they're just staring at you know the toilet and the sink that's in the honey wagon because most of them you know they just have they don't have toilets. a very primitive like hole in the ground you know. That's like tiled or outhouse, yeah, type or thing. outhouse. So they oh they God. could not believe that we had this thing on wheels. You know, right. that was um, God. And you bring the honey bag, and then you have to bring the things that yeah, that, uh, empty them. Yeah, and then we had a you know we had a helicopter that had a you know camera on it full time, and 
there was a, an old gentleman that was watching this thing. I mean, they, and they were doing things they could, could not do in the States. You know, they were flying it like 10 feet off the ground, you know, through 200 extras. What? Yeah, because, you know, there's no regulations like there are here in the States. I mean, we had like one of the best pilots in the world. Yeah. You know, and uh, but there was an older gentleman who was watching this helicopter and he was in tears because he'd never seen like a modern helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like right. those moments that you go, Wow. Like crazy, uh, it is crazy, yeah. So is that that's part of why they <clears throat> shot down there, huh? Because they could do a bunch of stunts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think a lot of reasons. I think Vin always wanted to do a movie down there. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just kind of cool. Go right. to Cuba, you know. There's a big car culture there, so that ties in. That's true. There is ties in with the film. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, but it's not, in my opinion, it's not quite as romantic as we're always led to believe like it's just not all these classic chevys right. everywhere i mean they're they're there there's tons of them yeah but i mean i think we shipped a bunch of picture cars down there too just to kind of fill in the gaps you oh because because it wasn't enough like or that. they would rent i think they rented uh like there's car clubs down there so they would rent cars from the guys all those and guys then, would come with their cars yeah right. but they they still had to you know pad the numbers on the cars right because there's just a lot of like there's a, a lot of junkers on yeah for sure yeah hmm yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but flying a helicopter 10 feet over 200 extras, oof. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Made for good photos. I'm sure it. I'm sure it's cool. I just, stuff like that, like the oh, smallest yeah. thing goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, A gust sure. of wind, yeah. you know, and, ooh, you know, what was that movie? The one with the helicopter crash. Oh. Uh, was it Twilight Zone? Yes, Twilight yeah, yeah. Zone. Oof. It just makes me think of that. I'm like, Ugh. well, they're sketchy. I mean, I've done a number of films with helicopters around, and you just always, yeah, you know, head on a swivel because, like you said, anything could go wrong. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And closer proximity to people and crew and buildings and right. I mean, they're always been lucky enough to have like some of the best movie pilots, sure, that I've worked with. But it's still like they're the best because they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. There's no accidents, you know. I mean, yeah. Well, the, I think you said you listened to Leb's interview. I think yeah. we we talked about when we were shooting in New Mexico, and there were like four light posts and a helicopter taking off and landing in the middle of them, and yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, you know, while making rain with rain towers above it. And, sure, you know, it's it, it it's like oh, we're we're in the movie. It's make believe, but it's not make believe if the thing crashes. Absolutely, you know, if it clips one of those poles and you're in right. you're in deep trouble. Sure, but um. Anyway, uh, what was the budget of that movie? Two hundred million dollars or something crazy? Something like that. Yeah. Really? I mean, like nobody it, really. It knows, was at right? least two hundred. There were always, you know, the film set rumors that it was pushing three hundred, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter between two and three hundred. Anyway, no. Like, no. what's the difference? Yeah, I, I'm still getting paid the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. 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 Was that the biggest movie you ever did? Uh. No, I think uh, like budget wise or or uh, yeah, probably budget wise. No, I think uh, maybe I don't know. Black Panther was pretty big too. I mean, that was close to two hundred. That's true. Million, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about so. that. You got into these big budget blockbusters. Yeah, no, they're fun. That's awesome. Yeah, how'd fun. that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I think with Panther, um, I'd done a movie with Chadwick Boseman before. And we got along really well. And, By the uh, way, in case you know, I didn't even think about it. Some people might not know you're a still photographer. Probably not. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I'm not a steady come over. But I'll list it on the I'll list it on the um, on the on the episode anyway, so right. they'll know I think going in. Okay. But um, just in case somebody sure. listening is unsure what you do. But uh, yeah. anyway, sorry I interrupted you. you no, Chadwick um, Boseman. Yeah, so we had a really we got along really well. And, on what? Uh, it was called Message from the King. It's on Netflix. It's okay. a Netflix film. Um, yeah, and we just it was a kind of a nice relationship and. And that's always important as a unit photographer. You yeah. want to have a good relationship with your cast because, you know, you're kind of floating around in the shadows. You don't want to distract what they're doing or what anybody else is doing. Sure. So to have that really good And flow. to know when you can and can't be in their eye line and stuff like that or... Yeah. It, and overall, just you earn their trust, you know, right. and then they see the images and then, you know, obviously right. if they like your images then you're off and running. And sure. uh, Chad and I just got along. And uh, I had been talking to Marvel for some time. Um, I did some da- I did some episodes for Agent Carter, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was kind of a com- different entity than Marvel features. Mm-hmm. But uh, So every studio has photo editors. So Marvel's photo editor, we had kind of been in touch over the years. And he wanted to use me on something. So when Panther came up, it was kind of like a good... You know, I got recommendations to the producers from some other people. And then you knew Chad already. Yeah, I knew Chad. Helpful. So that just kind of all kind of came together. Cool. Yeah. Oh, so. that's super cool. Yeah. You know, I, I'm embarrassed to say I still haven't seen Black Panther. That's all right. I heard it's great. Yeah, I think it, you know, it did well. I think it well, was... It did uh, great. Oh, yeah. Um, it was really fun making it. Um, and I think, you know, timing is everything with a film. Sure. And it was kind of... it was quite a bit different than any other marvel movie for many reasons obviously you know the cast was you know uh just completely different looked different than anybody else in right, any other yeah, marvel yeah. movies you know sure um you know with the a- african roots and all you know all the ethnicities and it was just so it was that was special in its own right yeah but when it came out, I think, like I said, it was the timing, you know, it just kind of hit a nerve. I think it touched on a lot of things poli- mm-hmm. politically and socially that are happening now. Sure. And, uh, and you know, like, you know, little kids that grew up looking like Black Panther never really had a superhero that was their own, you know? Right. So I think that sparked a big movement as well. So yeah. it was just really cool to see who it... Yeah, it had a, yeah, it had a big impact yeah, besides just impact. being entertaining. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so which, is, which is the mark of a good film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, critics that are going to pan it for whatever. But I think that's every film. Sure, of so course. So you can't please everybody. Of course. Um, but that was it's funny. That was actually uh, the first film that I did where I actually got some street credit with my kids. So I have two, ah. I have two high school kids. I have a senior and a freshman. Are they that old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, my God. I didn't realize You know, that. And they've been coming to set since they were little. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was the first movie where, like, oh, yeah, my dad's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool for that, you know. That's funny. Yeah, to be a part of that. So. That's cool. Yeah, because you were, before you you were shooting stills, you were a second. Yeah. I think you well, were a loader so, yeah, no, for a I was a, I was a camera assistant for about 12 years, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started as a loader and was a second for a long time. I pulled a little bit of focus. And uh, I just, I got burnt out. Yeah. You know, I've always been a, a really creative person. Right. So I wasn't satisfying that creative itch being an assistant, as every assistant knows. You know, it's super technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoy that part of it, too. Yeah. But I just, I needed to do something creatively. And uh, stills was always a passion. I've been shooting stills since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what uh, led me to being an assistant. Like, I wanted to learn about 
bigger cooler cameras you know but when i got in it was you know 16 millimeter 35 millimeters so yeah there was no hd back then yeah so that was kind of and then you get off and running and you're working and you're working and then you're never not working you know i mean you're just kind of engulfed in that whole rhythm Mm -hmm. and so it took you know until i got a little older to step back and i think from day one of being on a set when i first saw a unit photographer i was like that's a really that's a bitching job yeah i want to know more about that remember when they used to shoot slide film yeah yeah well they used to shoot blimps which wasn't that long ago you know and everybody's mirrorless so right right but uh what's the hot what's the hot mirrorless camera now is it sony yeah i think you know sony and fuji i think my friends are split between sony and fuji yeah okay you know uh, so it's like Canon, Canon, and yeah, Nikon. Canon and Nikon are Ford and Chevy. You know, it's kind of like I don't feel like right. one is that much better than the other. Just whatever you prefer, maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I shoot with the Fujis. I really like them. Um, it's nice being able to, you know, take your stop on the lens, change your shutter. You know, everything is manual. You don't have to go through oh, a, it's ma- all a menu to oh. change your stop or a, you know a screen or things like that. So it's kind of reminiscent of a film camera. And it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. I mean, you can change the stop on the fly without removing your eye <clears throat> from the eyepiece. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Or in and up, you know, when we used to shoot in blimps, like the newer blimps, you could set up, you know, a back dial on your blimp, right? To either change your exposure, or your shutter, whatever you felt like you did the most, right? So you could do that through like a little toggle or a wheel. But you know, if you had to make any other changes, you'd have to actually open the blimp up to get to. I your remember camera. people used to open them so much they'd be yeah. like. Yeah, but you get they get really great yeah. at it, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I was actually I held off on not going mirrorless for a little while. Oh, a lot you? of my friends had already switched, and they're like, "Oh my, you got to do it, you got to do it." Uh-huh. I just I didn't think that the quality was there yet. Right. And, uh, but when I did, it was it was kind of liberating because you you just have a camera now. It's like five less pounds. That yeah. You have to hump around. Yeah. Which is a lot if you're if you're lifting something to and from your eye all day. Yeah. Just I think you know it it affects your posture and sure. you know things like that. So. Plus, you probably have more than one body. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. even with the blimps, right? Yeah, I I was never um, a strap guy. Like I wouldn't have straps on my blimps. Right. Because they're just it's not so much the weight; it was just the bulkiness. Yeah. Like if you're trying to be you know slim and nimble on a set. You know, you don't want your second blimp, blimp and yeah, hitting right. the dolly grip or the focus puller or things like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would only shoot one blimp at a time, and then I would go change oh, lenses okay. or change blimps, you know, for whatever I was doing next. So now I'd, I have two cameras on me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Makes it easier. Yeah. Do you, do you Are you Zooms mostly, or? I have Primes, but Zooms are just kind of, they're just quicker. Sure. You know, like yeah, if yeah. I, I can... You know, compose a shot, and then you never know what's going to come into your frame or something. And if it's sure. just a quick last term, minute yeah, change, yeah, you yeah, can, you can change quick. And, so. and zooms are so good now. So well, yeah, they're fast. And then just the fast zooms with the combination of like all the really high ISOs on the cameras, like there's no reason why you. That's true. How fast can you shoot on those things? <clears throat> the stopwise or ISO? ISO. I mean, I just this. I just finished a film. I was at 6400 ISO the whole time. <laughs> yeah the whole movie's nights though so it was right um but it's sharp minimal noise if any cool you know so huh. i don't what film know. was that it's called uh 17 bridges it's a cop movie chadwick boseman so, oh really yeah so we were back east that's funny you're like his guy now well i never say that but that would be cool you sure yeah but you know 
it was uh yeah it was good it kind of came together on that one too so it was fun oh good and it's his first it's his first role outside of marvel because after panther he did the two avengers movies oh and so this is the first film he's done where he isn't black panther so i think it was a nice break for him oh since that since yeah right he's been playing like the same character yeah for like the last two years right so right yeah i hear you but uh it was fun uh visually it was great uh paul cameron was our dp he's awesome one of the best yeah and uh but it was all nights so it was was gnarly yeah where where were you new york Uh, philly and new york philly yeah that's cool yeah huh <clears throat> was it was it Philly for somewhere else or is it Philly, Philly? Philly for New York? Philly for New York. <laughs> yeah, so gotcha. I think we were in Philly for like nine or ten weeks, and then in New York for just a week, right? For like some key establishing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Right it, was, on. it was cool though. Yeah, it was a good cast, and uh, like I said, though nights, you know, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. No matter what you tell yourself, I think you feel like you're going to get used to it, but you never get used to it. And then we right. were there kind of when we went we went straight from summer to winter. So, you know, it was cold, uh, it was cold at night in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had freak snowstorms. You know, the, How long, were you there in, through December? Or? No, we were September, October, and almost all in November. So we got home right before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> huh. Um. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of change though. Where'd you stay? Do you have an apartment, or did you stay in a hotel the whole time? Oh, in Philly, no, we had really nice apartments. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're uh, probably top, maybe one or two of places I've stayed on location. No way, really? Yeah, they were. Oh, like they took care of you. Brand new, really swanky luxury apartments. You know, really modern, clean. Wow. Yeah. Did everybody have those? Do you all stay in like one area? No, we had a couple different hotels. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Wink, wink. (laughs) You were in the nice one. I wasn't. Well, but the guys like, you know, the other one too was just an older. uh, It was nice. But but it was in. But I think the other place where a lot of the out of town camera guys stayed was uh, was more in the like the center of the city. So there's a lot more restaurants and. Oh, really? You know, bars and more going on. Yeah. And we were kind of on the outskirts of the city, but next to the University of Pennsylvania. But literally like 10, 10 minutes walking distance to the city. So it wasn't. Not a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh, nice. But, yeah, but they were really nice. Washers and dryers. That's like my biggest pet peeve on location. I like to do my own laundry. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird, but... It's not that I like to do it. I just don't like humping. Like, if there's a thing in, in the room, that's great. Oh, I yeah, that's what I mean. It. I, yeah. I know that's yeah, what yeah. you mean. I, I'll do, That's fine. I'll do it, because then you can kind of do a little bit if you you know yeah, what i mean through the or week whatever. or on sunday while you're you <clears throat> right and you can let it sit in there if you need totally. to whatever yeah but like i've i've had to take it to like laundromats a bunch um and like in chicago i was lucky there was one in the building i lived in mm-hmm. but even that was a pain because they're only open like nine to five sure. or something and like we shoot way yeah. longer than that every oh, day absolutely, so yeah it was like a really i had to like schedule i had to really schedule my laundry situation like yeah because you can't run out yeah oh, well yeah i know it doesn't sound like a big deal and it's kind of petty but it's important you know yeah every time i've sent my laundry out on shows you know i'll get like missing socks or right. you know, like i one time i was in georgia and they starched my jeans like i had these <laughs> these 
crazy like creases. Yeah, no down, way, my, really? down my jeans. I'm like, who does that? Like That's super weird. <laughs> like trying to iron out the creases, you know, in my hotel room. Just, I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Location problems. Total. Yeah. First world problems for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were you out of town a lot when your kids were little? Because it seems uh, like now is an okay time to be gone. No, a bit. I tried to stay home as much as I could. Yeah, but okay. also back then there was a lot of work in LA. Yeah. We used to make movies in LA. You know? Yeah. So that was kind of the big difference. And so now, um, yeah, now it's a little easier. Mm-hmm. And they kind of end up always coming out to visit me where I'm at, wherever I'm at anyways. Um, unless it's Atlanta because they've been there like too many times. Yeah. You've um, spent a lot of time in Atlanta, huh? Yeah, like three or four films. So, I mean, I like yeah. Atlanta. It's not bad. Yeah, I got a lot of friends there now. So <clears throat> there's far worse places to shoot than Atlanta. Sure. You know? It's a big city. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... If you're shooting outside of the city, <laughs> like yeah. I did a show, I just day played on a show out there and their sets, they were like 40 minutes from the city, yeah. their, their main stages, which weren't really stages, but right. Um, it was, I mean, you're in back, it's the backwoods. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes out of Atlanta is. It gets real very quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Like you are out. It's just different than LA because LA just goes forever yeah. and suddenly turns into Orange County. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's just. It's just one city though. It's just one giant. It's like yeah. one giant, yeah, yeah, swath of stuff, which is bad in its own way. But, yeah. but, um, um, no, I, uh, that's interesting. I'm, yeah. I haven't been down there in a while, but I haven't worked there a bunch. Yeah. So. It's cool. I mean, there's good crews there. Like I said, a lot of friends there. You know, they've got a good film community there. I, I like it there. But yeah, the first time I was there, it was it's a little bit of a, like you said, learning curve. Yeah. You know, because I, I think I was mapping, like, how to get somewhere, you know, staying in the city. And it said, uh, yeah, you'd you know, be there in 15 minutes. Uh-huh. It's like 30 miles later, but it was 15 minutes. You're in the middle of nowhere. Like, oh. I think I was going to a movie or something, you know. Oh. And, uh. You know, you're thinking L.A. Like sometimes it takes me 15 minutes just to go like five blocks <laughs> to get to my grocery store. You know, where there it's like 30 miles in 15 minutes. You know, you're in like a completely other county. Wait, are you going, are you yeah. drive like 130 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. <clears throat> no, but it was just you know it was it was different. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot further than you expect because yeah. it's right because it says 15 minutes. Right, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 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 that's funny. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, where do you stay there? Do you have like a place? You've been there so much. I mean, the last couple movies uh, stayed at this place called the Georgian Terrace, which is kind of like anybody who's worked in Atlanta has probably stayed there. It's, oh, really? Uh, it's right in Midtown. It's uh, it's an old hotel, but they have like a, a wing that's apartments. You know, like short term. Yeah. Things. Oh, so okay. the same thing. You get a you know you get a kitchen, a washer and dryer, a living room, a bedroom, a bathroom. So gotcha. It's, yeah, it's nice. Gotcha. Yeah. My my production designer friend. Um, he bought a place down there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been down there so much. I think he's on a TV show there now. And um, and then when he's not there, the studio rents it back. Like his st- yeah. I don't know which studio, but one of the studios rents it from him to put people in. Yeah. So, and you know, they pay a good amount. Plus, yeah. he's he's L.A. He just bought it so he can use his yeah his housing money to pay for the place. I mean, right. It's a good deal. For no, him. it is a good deal. Yeah, I have a couple friends that have done that. Uh, another unit photographer who's a good friend of mine lives there. He he got a movie out of town or out of Atlanta. I think for like it was a bit. It was like five months or something, six months. And uh, there was a, a child actor and his mom needed a place to stay, so he put all his stuff in storage and rented out his Go condo. For it. Right. Perfect. You know, yeah. 
So it just kind of pays for it. There's so there's a lot of need for it. So yeah, you know. So I don't think that's an issue. Well, and film people, they you know, especially we don't have time to go look around. They fly us in, you know, (laughs) a day before or whatever, and then you start working, and it's like, um, you know, oh, you have two weeks to find a place. Okay, well, when do I look for this place? Like. You know, anyway, so it's yeah. just nice to know that, like, oh, this still photographer owns this place. Yeah. So we know it'll be, like, sure. decent, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Makes it easy. Yeah. That's now, I, and I've never done, like, uh, taking your housing allowance and, and gone and f- find your own place. I don't know if I was just too lazy or, or mm. the places that they had gotten for me to stay weren't bad. So I was like, oh. Well, fine. you can put a little you know. bit of that in your pocket if yeah. you're, you know. If yeah, if you're, you play your uh, cards right, for sure. Yeah, so you know, I I could have I could have um, done that and saved a shitload of money if if you're willing to get like an empty place and like rent furniture, which I didn't want to do. It's like, right? Who's been on this all this? Who's been on this bed before? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. weird stuff. Although I mean, you're staying in a hotel anyway, so sure. I, I I I don't know. I just. And it it just seemed like a real pain in the ass. So I got like a furnished place, but I could have, you know, there have been times I could have saved a bunch of money. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, when you were a second, you did like a bunch of big stuff too. Yeah, I did some fun shows. Yeah, I, it was, I um, saw you did Ray and mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the yep. Italian job, Star Trek. Yes, I think Star Trek was probably my last big film as an assistant. Oh, okay. Um, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, you did another movie called The Banger Sisters. <laughs> the worst ha- title ever. Yeah, I happen to. Well, I'm I'm an acquaintance. I haven't seen him in a long time, but of Bob Dolman. Oh, really? Who's who's my good friend's old friend? Oh, cool. So, um, I think we we may have gone to the premiere and stuff, um, or maybe a cast and crew screening or uh-huh. something. I remember it wasn't like giant, but they yeah. had a big party and stuff. That's afterwards. cool. Yeah. It was it was actually a really fun show to work on was it yeah i was uh it was great cast great cast they were really fun to be around the crew was really good it was primarily a one camera show you know like one of my good friends was the second i think i was the loader on it and uh, we just had a really good time yeah so it was you know it was fun it was really enjoyable to go to work every day was it yeah but we couldn't we were shocked that they kept the title we thought for sure they would change the title i don't know but yeah I, yeah, that is weird. I don't know. I, I, that may have had something to do with Bob. It could have been. Yeah, he had a big. Um, I didn't. He wrote. He wrote some crazy big movies. Yeah. I think he. I, oof, I hope I don't. I think he wrote The Princess Bride. Oh really? I'm pretty. Huh. I'm pretty sure. So I, I don't know. He yeah. was kind of legendary in certain ways. Yeah. With, with you know, um, so maybe he just had power and he wanted that title and they said yeah, okay be. or I I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's not really that risque. I guess it's just kind of it's more funny. I guess I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I it's I don't know if you'd name <laughs> a movie that now. No, definitely. Not. I don't think they would. Um, but what what was it? Probably twelve years ago or something. This came out. Oh no! It was uh. It was longer than that. Cause, was it? Yeah, because the first, the second, and myself, all, all three of our wives were pregnant. And that was with... Uh, and you have like a 14-year-old. And I have a 17-year-old, too. It was with, she was My wife was pregnant with my 17-year-old. So. No, couldn't have been. Because yeah, I, like, I lived in L.A. when the movie It was like 2001. Out. I did not live in L.A. in 2001. Really? You might have shot it then. That's a, that's a chance. 
Yeah, that might have been. That made it. That, that yeah, maybe been, that's yeah. what. And it maybe maybe it came out in o two or o three. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. that, that, well, that timeline works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's well. I don't know. It's she you forget. It. I mean, Ray was Ray didn't come out till like two or three years after we shot it. So really, yeah. Why? I don't know. It's they just, just worked on it for a long time, huh? Yeah. Post. Yeah. Hmm. And for such a good, that's weird for a good movie. Unless unless it's some big crazy director that always takes three years to cut. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I mean crazy in a nice way. No, but, he's a bit crazy, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, I, didn't, I don't even remember who directed that. Uh, Taylor Hackford. Oh, Taylor Hackford. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but gotcha. it, it was just bizarre because when it actually came out, I think Ray, he was alive throughout all the production, you know, so right. cause we actually shot at his studio here in LA. We shot at one of his old houses in LA, you know, he was in the crew photo. So, oh, really? yeah, so it was really cool. Um, but he either died right before it came out or right after it came out. I think right before. Yeah. So that was kind of bizarre in its own. Yeah. You know, what did he die of? I don't know. I don't remember. Was he just, was he that old? I guess he he was, he was up there. I think. And he did a lot of drugs and yeah, he lived pretty good. He had a solid life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He did. That's a great movie though. I loved it. I love that movie. Um, Jamie Foxx, man can be so great. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. Yeah, like there's some pretty surreal moments on that film. Cause you kind of think it's him. Yeah, like, like I didn't so... know what to to think going into it, you know, because I actually <clears throat> I didn't start the film. Um, my friends were the assistants, and I think they'd gone through a couple loaders, and I wasn't even a loader anymore. I was seconding. Oh, and you know, the f- first assistant asked if I would come out and take over as a loader. It was just, it was four cameras handheld, you know, it was four film. cameras all the time for all the musical stuff. And so oh, it was handheld, sense, right? you know, 400 foot mags. So, you know, the loader was, you know, fairly busy throughout most of the show. Sure. Um, that's why I went down there and it was tough. I mean, it was a tough, it was a tough movie. Like physically, you know, we're in Louisiana in the spring and the summer. So just mm. uncomfortable, you know, with the weather and, yeah. uh, but I didn't know what to think. You know, I, Jamie Foxx, you always think of the funny guy. Uh, I don't yeah, think he'd yeah. done too many oh, serious like, roles up until then. You couldn't picture him as yeah. Ray, right. But, you know, you get on set and you see him with the prosthetic eyes. And and then it, and they start playing playback. And it just kind of, it's like you're there watching Ray Charles. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it was a trip. Was Ray around at all? Just when we were in L.A. Okay. So most of it was in New Orleans and like Baton Rouge and some other small cities. Mm-hmm. And then we finished, I think the last week or two in LA because mm-hmm. we shot at like Capitol records. And like I said, some of his old homes. Are you sure? And then his current recording studio at the time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. was, but he didn't come out when we were in uh, Louisiana. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh, yeah, took, but yeah, it was, it was it took was, like three years for such a good movie. I just I, it surprises me. Yeah, I mean, you never know. And at that point, I think when we were done, we were like, you know, done, move on to the next thing. You know, you're, you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I always get this kind of sense, like you're you're excited to do a project, you get through it, and then sometimes it's weird. You Some, just kind of want to wash your hands and yeah, move on, you yeah, know, yeah, and then yeah. see what happens. Especially if it's a real tough one. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, like after that wears off, a year later, I'll be like. What happened to that film? And then you look it up and oh, it comes out in like three weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's always kind of cool. But yeah, the, the last. Well, I guess only the, the last movie I did was such a giant flop. Oh no! Really? Zero <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, hey, that, there's one like right now that uh, that Sherlock Holmes movie has zero percent. That Will Ferrell thing. Get out of here! Oh, it did this morning or yesterday? No right? way! Really? Yeah. It looks funny. I don't know. What was the film that you did that had zero? Oh, Levin, I talked about this. Gotti. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Which, that was another one. I could not, like, like, I got the call for it. I'm like, who's playing Gotti? And they're right. like, you know, John Travolta. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I got there and he was, I thought he was really good. I mean, you never know what's going to happen later. And so, sure. well, that's the thing. Once man. it's cut and everything, you have no idea. Yeah. It's so hard, I think. Um, yeah, you know, because I, I mean, I don't. I usually get to read the script. I don't know if you ever read the scripts for the sure, you know. And so you, sometimes they're horrible. Sometimes they're really good. Yeah. So then you get there, and it's usually completely different than how you envisioned it. Yeah. And then, and then the final product could be like a also you get the original script, and by the time you're shooting it, sure. it's, it's watermelon color. Yeah, it's been rewritten. It's like forty-seven <clears throat> pages later. Yeah, and so that's always interesting to see what the end result is you know, i did a movie last yeah. year that i think it just came out it came out on christmas and uh it was probably the best script i've ever read and i'm kind of leery i want to see it but i'm like which is it it's uh vice oh yeah 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 can't so, wait to see it yeah i really want to see it but the script was so good and i've heard they had to cut out so much that we shot oh really a lot of stuff that we shot so oh. i'm curious to see how it's you well know, look if- i think it'll still be good well, look, if Adam McKay is, I mean, if, if history is any uh, yeah. guide, the, his last film, The Big Short, was fucking genius. Loved it. One of the best movies ever. Yeah. yeah. And I happened to, that's one of my favorite books ever. Oh, awesome. So to, I don't know if I've talked about it. I thought when they made, when they announced, oh, Adam McKay, the comedy director directing The Big Short. Sure. A book with, not super complicated, but things that people... They fall asleep when you start talking about CDs yeah, and CDSs and swaps and right. all this stuff, and 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 I understood it. And I was Michael Lewis's book is riveting; it really is. But there is technical stuff, and I was like, I don't. It's it's imperative to the film that you understand the technical financial stuff that's going on. Right. Otherwise, you can't. In my opinion, you can't enjoy the book or the film. Sure. You have to understand the underlying things. So when. I heard that. I was like, there's absolutely no way they can make it interesting enough to be in a film right? explaining this. Yeah. And he figured out how. Yeah. With those cutaway, Anthony Bourdain sure. and, and um, well, that, that Australian girl. But they were so great in it. Yeah. And that just like broke the fourth wall thing. It worked so perfectly. And I was like, shit, man. Yeah. Adam McKay, he's, he's got it. Yeah. He's super smart. He's like one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Yeah. And just... He's super quick, you know, he's so witty and just, I mean, definitely the comedy chops, it still comes through sure. in the serious stuff. But like you said, you know, he takes, you know, a subject matter that normally wouldn't be that interesting for the masses and he finds a way yeah, to make it entertaining. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, we did that or he did that with uh, Vice as well. Well, they're just so different than his other movies. Didn't he do like Anchorman and stuff? Yeah, and Step Brothers, you know, and Talladega Nights, and you know, right, right. And a lot of those movies are, I think, I'm not 100 percent sure, but like, just turn the camera on and let the actors riff a lot, right? 
You know, a lot of that funny stuff is improv, I think. Sure. So it's so different than having this like heavily, like very scripted. I'm sure they could improv a little bit, but. Well, yeah, they did. And he would feed into it too. Cause he, he likes to. Uh, Call out alternates and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when you have a cast like that, it's like those guys are on it. Oh yeah. Uh, Christian. Ba- I mean, he's like one of my top favorites. So Christian Bale, Steve Carell. Amy Adams, um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, love um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, just so many good people across the board, and they all come so prepared. Yeah, and so, like almost every day, I would forget that I was actually photographing Christian Bale because they did such a good job on his makeup. Like wow. you would really forget that that's him under there, you know. And uh, I mean, there were I remember we were doing this one scene, had like two hundred extras. It was uh, I don't know and some political rally or something and about halfway through the day you heard some woman she was like ah, what's going on i thought this was a christian bale movie like who's that old guy that they keep putting the cameras on and <laughs> this is an extra yeah and oh i'm like God. that's awesome because <laughs> you know, they don't recognize him that's they just had no idea that's crazy you know yeah i mean i've seen the trailer for it and you know it's him because you know it's him. Yeah. But it would be interesting to pass it on the street and see, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the, the makeup's phenomenal on everybody. They did such a great job. And and I think, uh, you know, Christian just really embraced the character. Like, he mm-hmm. did so much research and, you know, studied all of his mannerisms and things like that that, you know, he really just kind of transforms right into this person. He became him. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know how these guys do that I stuff. don't either. It's really impressive. And they're just gaining all the weight. I think he gained like 40 pounds or something. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But uh, but there's a lot of... Uh, we had a good time, though. There's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Where'd you... Did, was that, did that shoot here? Yeah, all LA. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, my friend Colleen worked on that. Yeah, Colleen's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she, also, she also did Fast... Uh, the fate of the furious too i think the cleveland parts oh yeah right because she lives out there doesn't she out she lives in cleveland yeah 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 Yeah. um but uh but yeah i think she came here to do she either came here to do vice or captain marvel or vice versa vice was first yeah oh so she came here to do vice then she got captain marvel yeah it's cool which you did also i did some stuff on the action unit yeah oh okay yeah okay cool my friend chuck was a photographer on the main unit oh okay Um, Oh, I don't. Oh, I did have that written down. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Chuck who? Chuck Slotnick. He's kind of a. Uh, he's been Marvel's unit photographer for. Oh, then I don't know him. Uh, I don't know. At least their last six movies or so. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm. Really cool guy. Um, he's not a Chicago guy though. No, that's. Chuck Hodes, maybe. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I yeah. like Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one, but Chuck Zlotnick's cool. <laughs> so, right. That, yeah. I know that one, and okay. he's cool, uh, and excellent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Um, but that's cool. Um, oh, and you did uh, you did Bright, that big Netflix movie yeah. that I didn't watch. Yeah, well. I heard they're making Bright 2. They are, I believe, in the spring. Are you doing it? I don't, I don't think so. Mm. Did yeah. you get a call for it? Uh, no, I, I know the line producer. He's really cool. Um, I just, I don't think... Uh, Vibed so well with the director. Got it's it. kind of one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it it was a tricky situation because I I got hired to do Bright. You know, I met with the director. We got along fine. Who directed it? David Ayers. Okay. And uh, 
I had also already been hired to do Black Panther. Mm. So the whole thing was Bright was going to wrap before Christmas mm-hmm. 2016. Right. And then Panther was going to start January 2017. Got it. But as we were going through, Bright kept pushing and pushing and pushing and then it was going to be two weeks after Christmas uh, and I couldn't do it I mean I wasn't going to turn down you know so you didn't do the last two weeks is that what you're saying yeah I mean it got a little more complicated than that uh, basically but I covered myself with a photographer that had worked with David Ayers before okay he's an amazing photographer and it just I think it it left a bad taste oh. in their mouth that I left early but you know I'm not the first guy to do it <laughs> You know, I used to be really, to a fault. I've 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 screwed myself by not jumping off of stuff. Yeah. To do other things, you know, I've lost tons of days of work because I had one day that interfered. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, I felt loyalty, and I think it's good to feel loyalty, but your loyalty first has to be to you. you know? Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> to yourself. And, and I've always said that because if the you know she was on the other foot. And there was a reason for production to let you go oh. that would benefit them. They wouldn't hesitate. Oh, you'd be gone instantly. Yeah. So I've always told people, you got to do what's better for you. Of you course. Know? And <clears throat> everybody was cool with me leaving two weeks early. The studio was fine with it. All the producers were fine. But the um, the UPM wasn't happy. No, he tried to drag me out in front of the crew and yell at me. What? Yeah. He said that, you know, I'll never work with him again. And I was like, I've never worked with him before. So whatever, you know. Oh, that's too bad. It was just a weird, a weird thing. In front of the crew, he tried to. I, I said, no. If you want to talk to me, you know, you can come back over here and talk to me. Yeah, he's little guy syndrome. I don't know. Oh, I won't okay. even. I promised my wife I wouldn't talk shit and call people out by name. No, 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 no. You don't <laughs> so, need to. It doesn't yeah, yeah, matter. Yeah. I mean, um, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just. It's but it was just. just a weird yeah, thing. it was bizarre. He it's said, really that, weird. You know, he tried to tell me. He just tried to lay the guilt trip on. Why me. was he mad though? I don't, I don't understand know. that. I don't understand either. And. uh yeah, it was just weird. And huh. vi- visually, it was a really fun movie. I'd worked with Joel Edgerton before. Um, and Will Smith is amazing. And visually, it was it was just like so much to photograph. But it was really hard, too. It was another one that was like all nights, oh. uh, making rain. Um, yeah. We were on a weekend schedule. So, like, you know, <sighs> you, you agree to this movie because it's in L.A. Everybody wants to work at home. And uh-huh. then when, when you make your deal, you find out, okay, yeah, it's all nights. We're yep. going to make rain every night. Uh, it's like a Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday through, off, yeah, yeah. Right, or whatever. And so, you know, the whole point for me and a lot of other guys to work in town is so you can spend time with your families on the weekends right. or things like that. But I never saw my family at all oh, doing man. that movie so Ugh. and it was hard and then the hours were really long too it was like 16 17 hour days you know when i left i was texting for you even yeah oh. so i was and like you don't come in at call uh it depends i try to make sure you i can know, understand it I, I make deals where i can come in at call and then i'll do my post work like on the camera truck or things like that you know right um oh oh so i'm not but, dinging them for like two hours of gold time at the end of the night doing, oh. doing post work. It, I mean, it's all. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I get it. But you know, I was getting, but you text. do that in the morning and then you're there in case anything yeah, changes. Yeah, I can or jump off too, the truck right? and go right. shoot something. That's, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they were doing, oh man, they're, I want to say they're doing like 18 hour days. And then they were having 11 PM calls on stage on Friday. <laughs> oh. Like they weren't even going into almost midnight on stage. 
And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it was just kind of like, it was nuts. So I was really happy that, you know, I made that. But I may have, you know, cost working with that director. Yeah. It's just one of those things. You have to to balance. He was upset with you. He never said he was. Oh, okay. But you figured maybe that's why the UPM was so mad? No, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to figure out. It's a weird situation. We work with some weird people. Yeah, and I feel like nobody (laughs) has the balls to actually step up and say anything. Like, they'll do this, like, passive-aggressive or, uh, Uh you know, or they'll never really tell you that they're pissed that you left early. Right. Or they just won't talk to you. You know, it's like, how old are we? You know, uh, I'd rather just somebody say, hey, I thought that was really shitty that you left my movie two weeks early. Yeah. You know probably won't have you on the next one okay at least you're honest you know I, yeah you know as opposed to like i'm guessing you know what happened or you know and then you i don't know <laughs> yeah uh four years later uh, rob zombie still won't speak to me because i i took a few days off to do commercial that's so crazy with with yeah i've i've talked about this before but with people who i've been it's been the same commercial campaign at that time for like five years yeah well what zombie film was it was it the 31 oh, okay so we were getting, you know, tier one money. Yeah. No, you gotta support yourself, man. It's like yeah. And 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 he, I didn't come, I didn't come back for the last week because, um, uh, he kept, they kept the guy they brought in to replace me. So, mm. you know, uh, oh well, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think some people get it, and then some people they either get it. But he never care. said a word to me about it. That's so I weird. just heard through other people that he was pissed, you know? The DP told me, oh, Rob's not really happy about this. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't... There's nothing I can do about that, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't have done it if it was a regular rate. Sure. But when I'm making 65% yeah, of less rate, than yeah. normal, you know? And it was a really hard show, too. I worked my ass off for him, yeah. you know? I had to throw... My shoes and knee pads out after that job. Damn. It was, we were shooting in all these gross places, <laughs> yeah. dripping water out of pipes everywhere, sure. all over us constantly. Yeah. You know what's so, I mean, and I didn't complain about that. It was yeah. all handheld. Yeah. Mo, like 90% of the shots I did in that movie were handheld on a 180. Right. Crazy. So it's not an easy. No, not easy You at know, all. and, and I, I, I didn't give him 60% less work. I worked my ass off. Yeah. You know, so. Um, I'm not mad at him. I just, it's, it bummed me out. Yeah. No, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you take it personal to a certain degree, I think. But yeah, I I get that it bummed you out because you're in a way kind of doing them a favor. You know, I feel like, yeah, the tier movies are okay. I mean, if you agree to do a tier movie, you're going to, you're going to do a tier movie. Yeah. But if something better comes along yeah you still have bills to pay you Uh know people to support what whatever whatever it is yeah you got to do it you're in business yeah and i've told that to. it's great to make art yeah but it is business and i've argued with upms before i'm like yeah i love what i do and i want to give you the best you know content that you can possibly have for your picture but you have to understand that i do this to make money right kids need (laughs) shoes yeah i do this to make money you know, it's great. You know, if I'll do your movie if you want to, you know, give me a couple points on the back end. You know, and they always, oh no, <laughs> well, right? Of course, of course. I, did, I would never think you would, but that's the point, right? You know, you guys are gonna make all the money. Yeah, and and you know, if I ever call you asking for more, you won't answer my call. So yeah. you have to fight for it up front. Yeah, and I've seen it like you obviously, you know, sometimes you'll do these tier projects because oh well, you know. I have a good relationship with them. They've got a normal budget film coming up. 
hopefully I'll get to do that. But I've seen that backfire too. I've had a friend that did, you know, I think two tier movies for a filmmaker. And then the danger there is then you're the tier guy. Well, that was the thing. And one of the last one was very successful. I won't name it, but it like massive money was made on this movie and they wouldn't hire him on his next movie because they pigeonholed him and well, you're the low budget guy. Right. And he's not. He right. just did that one for you guys. Because you had a big yes. one coming up. But right. they wouldn't hire him on the big one. Probably a quiet place or something you're talking about. I, I'm, uh, I'm no, just guessing in my head. Close. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, let's get a beer. Okay. And then we can come back because we did a tier movie together. Yes. And we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a minute. All right, cool. So before we took a break, we were going to talk about Dark Skies, our, yeah. our tier one experience. Yeah. I thought I remembered you working on The Boy Next Door, but then I remembered who did that. Yeah. Um, uh, female still photographer. She was awesome. I think she retired after that show. Really? She'd been shooting for a long time. Oh, yeah. wow. She was super cool. Oh, it was it, uh, was it Gemma? No. No? Blonde. Um, gosh, what was her name? Hmm. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. No, but she was great. Everybody liked her. Cool. Um, for a good reason. Um, but uh, we did Dark Skies, and that was a tier one. Yep. Was that your first tier one? I don't think so. I think I'd done a couple other with Blumhouse. I think it was my first tier one. Yeah. Yeah, because you did a bunch of like, I looked, you did a run with Blumhouse. Yeah, it was it was actually really cool because it was usually the same line producer, uh-huh. and he understood the value. Who, uh, Rick? Rick, yeah. Rick, yeah. Yeah, um, he understood the value of uh, having a still photographer on set. You know, right. I think, obviously, when you get up to larger productions or, or standard agreement movies, you know, it's a requirement. And it's just kind of a given. There's always a, a unit photographer. Oh, is it a requirement? I yeah, didn't after know that. I think 12 million, it's a requirement. Like, oh, it's okay. a union. It's a con- contractual thing. You know, you're part of the crew. Oh, gotcha. Um, but on the tier movies, they have the option to to hire one or maybe bring one in just a couple days. Oh, uh, right. <clears throat> but that was kind of uh, the cool thing about Rick is he understood the need for them, especially on these smaller budget movies. You know, those right. are the those are the movies that need the publicity and the marketing. It's not Avengers. That, right. You know, they have a, a, an audience and a market built in. Right. It's, it's these smaller films that could really benefit from, you know, good artwork for the one sheet or behind the scenes or first looks, you know, in the entertainment trades. So the whole thing was, yeah, I did a little run with them. There was two photographers, a good friend of mine. We were kind of the Blumhouse guys for a bit. um, Who's the other one? uh, Dan McFadden. Oh, yeah, I know Dan. And uh, so Rick always made us really good deals. We would kind of get the same kit rental we'd get on regular movies. And uh, Wow. You know, the rates, he'd give us a, I mean... You know, not to squash anybody's tier one dreams, but he gave us a little bit better than the normal right. tier one <laughs> rate. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't overly, you know. It was a little something. It was a little something extra. Yeah. And then, and, and we just went into it making, okay, you know, yeah, you'll do a 10 hour day. Okay, great. You know, we'll give them the content and it's built in. You're there every day, like on a normal movie. Right. So it was kind of, you just don't fun. do big overtime. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. Right. You just know and, when to come in and when not to kind of thing. Or, yeah. And at that point, for those Blumhouse movies, they're really, uh, like, visually a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of, like, the Insidious and the Purge movies and things like that. So right. So there was, uh, 
you know, they kind of. Did you do the first purge? I did a couple weeks on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I finished it. Dan actually was doing it, and I finished it for him. Um, well, ours was fun. I mean, yeah, made a ton yeah. of money. Um, actually, they all do though, don't they? The Blumhouse. <laughs> I mean, they all make money. I mean, the rumors I heard was Dark Skies was sold for more than they were spending to make it before they made it. That doesn't surprise me. You know, so, um, and then they all have points and all that crap or however they do that stuff. And then it's, you know, it it got a release in the theater and made. I mean, it made back whatever it cost to to make it. Oh, times. Yeah. 20 or 30 times more. Yeah. Maybe not 30, but I mean, I think the first weekend, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember the first weekend on that? No. Might've made like 15 or 20 million. Yeah. You're already home Which is peanuts. Yeah. But when you made a movie for four and a half million, yeah, you know, yeah, um, and that's just U.S. It's gonna, you know, and it's that's just sure. the theater, and yeah. that's just one weekend, yeah, you know. So if it ends up making thirty or thirty-five in an eight-week run or something like sure. that, it's that's lottery money, man. Absolutely. Um, I always say like it, the, the deals are not good for us, but no, they're the, not. But 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 Jason's a smart guy. He figured <clears throat> out how to how to do these big movies yeah with no money yeah. he he figured out how to kind of game the system and i don't mean that in a trick way he figured out how to do stuff where he could do things for no money sure and and almost guarantee himself profits yeah no he's super smart i mean we made a j-lo movie for four and a half million dollars <clears throat> yeah you know if you don't pay her yeah it's not a 20 million dollar movie right. you know what i mean yeah, like or yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah i mean i always felt like on those tier movies that cost four or five million to do if it makes more than 25 million i feel like there should be some retroactive kickback to the crew to at least get their regular rate because you made the movie because you have the money with that crew right (laughs) you know and i feel like at the time i was doing the blumhouse movies that was really kind of the the carrot that they would dangle is you know it's in la it's in la you know Mm -hmm. and you have all these guys that want to stay home mm-hmm. you know so they're doing and when movies. they started doing these they were getting good all crews. the work all the work was out of town yeah and so you'd get right. really good dps yeah. good camera guys oh, yeah. you know, good you know people across the board because they just wanted to stay in town mm-hmm. so and a couple times they settled for me <laughs> come on now. <laughs> yeah. but yeah so dark skies it was one of those you no, know but like, look, that's why david boyd took yeah he, he did giant stuff you yeah. know like yeah and he, he had come off the Walking Dead, yeah, to do Dark Skies, sure, you know, and and uh, and he did it because it was in L.A. and he had a daughter, and you know, and yeah, um, that's why, yeah, that's you know, well, and there's, I did it because I wanted to work with David Boyd, sure, you know, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, and I think everybody has their reasons, and I know for me that was kind of, you know, early in my career as a set photographer, right. so I, I wanted to get as much content sure. under my belt as I could, and. Sure. Uh, it was good. You know, it worked out really good. And then yeah. it got to a point where I stuck around with Blumhouse for a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was it at that point it became more filler. They were like the movies you would do in between your regular movies. Right. You know, just to keep busy. Because I like to work. I, I, I like to work. I like to be shooting. Because a lot of them are like five or six weeks. Yeah, so it's perfect. If you've got like a ten week movie, you can sneak a little five or six week movie in between. Right. So it was great like that, you know. And yeah. and and they were fun visually. Um but then it, it, it hit a point where, like, 
like Rick wasn't doing a lot of them, so I would get phone calls from these new mm. UPM line producers, like these young yeah, guys. Yeah, they made him a producer now, right? Or yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if he's still involved with them. But, oh, yeah, really? Okay. But I'd get a call from, like, this new kid. He's like, hey, you know, I see work for Blumhouse. You know, I'm doing this movie. And he would offer you, like, just some insulting... Scale, know. which is insulting. Well, well, that, but, like, on top of that, like... <laughs> on a tier like, one. Like, equipment rental. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'll give you 50 bucks a week right. to bring all your gear in. Right, to bring and, 50 and like, gram worth of gear. What? You know? Right. And then I'd be like, no, I'm good. And he's like, well, what do you mean? It's a great script. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I, this scripts, is, good scripts yeah. don't pay my bills. And I said, look, this is this is the deal I've always gotten with Blumhouse. And you're, like, way below that. So why would I go backwards? Mm-hmm. And, and he just couldn't comprehend... Right, and so you would pass, and then you would know the next two guys he's going to call. So I'd call them and say, "Hey, this guy's going to call you yeah. and offer you this, you know." And then they would turn him down, and then he'd end up hiring somebody that just started, had no experience, you right. know. But then they don't necessarily get what they no, want. they get what they pay for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. So then I just kind of just stopped taking yeah, yeah, calls yeah. from them altogether. So <clears throat> yeah, and I understand. I mean, you know, uh, it, you can you can make your proper rate. Or you can uh, uh, relax and spend times with your spend time with your kids and family, or yeah. or or take this super low budget thing where you're under respected and overworked. Yeah, because look, let's be honest; those Blumhouse movies are often a lot of work because they're often sure. understaffed. For the amount of money they have, they can't hire like every single like they can't fire. Sorry, hire the full accoutrement of people that right. you know we're, we might be used to. So. You work your ass off on those things. Sure. And, you know, and that's fine and whatever, but. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it is what it is. You know, well, yeah, right. yeah, you know you're making life yeah. decisions. Yeah. You I mean, know, it's not about a script. Sure. <laughs> and great. It's great when you do a movie with a good script. Yeah. It's great. That's no, great. But it doesn't change. <laughs> no, your mortgage yeah. stays the same totally. amount, whether yeah. the script is great and it and they pay you nothing or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but no, but Dark Skies was fun, and we had such a nice cast. Yeah, um, and uh, and crew. It was tough though. Remember that house? Yeah. Remember it was a heat wave? Yes. Oh god. <clears throat> I remember sitting upstairs in that bedroom. I forget where we were. We were waiting for a door or something at one point. Uh-huh. Oh, was that when the door blows up? Or yeah, yeah. And we were. <laughs> Like the whole camera crew. I don't remember if you were in there or not. I was in there at some point. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, though. Where we're all just sitting on the ground sweating like yeah. this. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> it was so hot. and It was like 115 degrees. and in, No, even hotter inside that house. Yeah. They only had one little air conditioner. Right. That felt great when you put it right on your face, yeah. but it was not. But you can't use it when we're rolling or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, so. it was not doing the job. Yeah. Um, but no, but. It was it was super friendly and fun and yeah, David Boyd's awesome. I mean, I think it all starts at the top. It you sure know? does. It uh, sure does. He was he was a lot of fun. I loved his sense of humor and uh, he lights beautifully and yeah, it was just you know he brings a good good vibe to the oh, whole to the, the best show. Vibe. I think you know yeah the best. I've talked to him a bunch yeah. about him a bunch before, yeah. but. And you need it on a project like that, you know, where nobody's getting paid what they normally get paid. Right. You know, like you said, it's hot, probably working longer hours, you know, understaffed. And so to have that, that levity, you know, and bring in that, yeah, that certain happiness that he brings, yeah. you know, his personality is, it's, it's yeah. great. And I just remember any, any like 
any dresser or drawer or cabinet you could you would open in that house the upstairs part yeah it would it'd be like his script or his sides yeah. with writing or notes or his, or his coffee or his meter <laughs> yeah every like all the set <clears throat> furniture and he'd be he'd ask the second um i mean he he's not this guy he doesn't send people off to do stuff he always gets his own shit but like right. once in a while i'd be like i lost my meter can you look in the the, right they'd find yeah, it in yeah. some random drawer that he put it in right so hilarious but That's awesome. uh yeah great right yeah yeah no it was fun it was a fun uh it was a fun it was a fun movie to do it was yeah. I, I remember it was a lot of steady cam oh yeah and i remember um like a lot a lot i i, I think um i'm trying to remember properly i used to carry during that time i was carrying a pedometer on me mm-hmm. oh excuse wow. me beer's yeah. coming through um but I think it was uh, all Steadicam. We had a few, actually quite a few days that were like all Steadicam. Right. And I think I'd done, I'm trying to remember if it was 18,000 steps. What? How many miles is that? I don't know. <laughs> but um, all since since I got to work, to I was in the van and I sure. pulled it out and looked at it and said, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean you're kind of floating through that whole house you know the stairs yeah. and the hallways and the kid i mean that movie there was a lot of movement so you're you're moving the camera a lot yeah well you remember i did all the all the sorry my phone is going bananas all of a sudden i don't think anybody can hear that um but uh no we we did all the all the robot perspective yeah i mean not the robot the alien, alien perspective stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, alien pov kind of thing right um that was all steady cam yep and they just following the kid like coming out of the house and in the yard. Oh, that shot was yeah. super fun. Remember yeah, that yeah. shot? That he comes running. Oh no, no, it's chasing um, the alien, right? Like the aliens leaving or something. Or? No, there. Well, there was some of that, but like there was a big shot where the kid goes outside. Yeah. And Carrie wakes up and go. She doesn't know this. Right. She goes in to see if he's okay right. or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's gone. And Josh finds him out front. Right. Yeah. And Josh and her go running. She runs into the kitchen. He runs to check out back. Then I bring him. This was handheld, by the way. Yeah. But he comes running back towards the camera, and I hinge and look, and he sees him outside, and then he runs for the front door. He runs out the front door. I run out after right. him. And on the first take we did... I just had this because he kneels down to a little kid because the kid's like what five? Oh yeah, he was tiny, right? Yeah. Such a cute kid. Yeah, but Josh kneels down to grab him to turn him around, and I had I don't know out of Wild Blue, which was the greatest thing about um, about David and everybody else. They were totally willing for me to try whatever, right? And I was running full speed, and I had my knee pads on, and I just dropped to my knees and slid along that thing into an over although right. i went too far and kind of ran into josh <laughs> on the first one right but the, i remember the monitors they were like yeah! <laughs> right. yeah, they yeah. loved it yeah and it's not in the movie <laughs> the good ones rarely are right yeah. he told me um what was that director's name uh, scott wasn't scott scott yeah scott, yeah, scott. Now, whatever happened to him did he ever do anything after i don't that? know i don't i don't know what he's up to um i always liked him he's a cool guy yeah um but he told me at the rap party, he's like, that's my editor's favorite shot in the movie. And I was like, awesome. Thanks, man. It was so yeah. nice to hear that. And then it's not, not I went yeah. to see it in theater, not in the movie. Favorite shot on the floor. I'm like, <laughs> right. I must have, I mean, you know how yeah. these things are. No, it, I totally. it either turned into a timing thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, the shot itself is in the movie, but the sliding part is not. Yeah. Um, but um, it was just funny. Yeah. But that that's shot cool, was so cool. Yeah. Like, And I remember Gilbert, the other operator, did. Yeah. 
he did oh no well we took turns on that but i did the part catching them at the end of the stairs and then running out right. and stuff yeah because i think he did the stairs I was like, you can have it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a big staircase. (laughs) Yeah, but running down the stairs and stuff, I remember he did that. Uh, Yeah. But no, it wasn't big, but we did a lot of Steadicam and a lot of handheld on that. Yeah. I heard that it cost $100,000 to fix that house. Oh, after the dam, after we were there? Yeah. I believe it. It's like... I would never let a film crew into my house. Yeah. Their their fridge was probably five or 6,000. We blew the motor on that... It was one of it yeah, was it was before like nice everybody freeze. had that the Viking or whatever oh, right like deep freeze yeah, deep zero freeze. whatever yeah, yeah. fridge or whatever that is yeah and it was a big one it was it was yeah a, no yeah. totally and I remember that's another thing you're missing because instead of the prop truck having a fridge on it or whatever they have to use the fridge in the house yeah. and they're turning it on and off for sound constantly and they burn the motor out sure that's what happened and then we cracked all those tiles out back and. Yeah, I it's like a herd of rhinos, man. They just they come in and it's not even it's not even on purpose. It's no, just, not on purpose. It's just the logistics some pe- and some people are careless once in a while. Right. You see that, but most of the time it's just there's just so many people in the house. Shit happens. Yeah. Oh, I remember there was a giant gash in their wood floor. Oof. Yeah, I, I like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't let one into my house. Me either. I mean, unless you want to do some like massive remodel or something, you know. Yeah, I mean... Because <laughs> they could pay for that. Yeah. I'm sure they paid those people all right. But knowing the kind of movie we're on, it wasn't like some big amount of money. Yeah. It's not what I'm... I mean, we were in their house for two weeks, three weeks? Oh, for a while, yeah. For a a little, lot of the movie yeah, is in that the, house. Yeah, most of the movie. Um, but then again, you know, you're not paying for a lot of trucks and base camp. I mean, there were some on that movie yeah, yeah. but not like a normal movie where you have that's right because they had like the garage next door was like the grip area yeah they would stage stuff <laughs> I remember yeah. that now yeah. um, I mean we had a camera truck but I don't know they have like a good formula for those movies I think like how they what, yeah. what they pay for and what they don't pay for yeah um, no like I said I mean he they figured out how to how to do an end around on on our union rules and stuff and sure. and do everything on the cheap. Yeah. Because I think even for actors, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's like but they I'm make sure, less money and stuff. Yeah, but I'm sure they get Well, some, the big yeah. actors get all that back-end stuff yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. That's what they trade off instead of getting paid up front. They, you yeah. know. Um, but, but anyway. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I can't blame them. And that movie was, like, really nice in certain ways. Like, Carrie's so great and Josh is so great. and Yeah. Um, the kids were so great. It, like Scott told me on like day one or something, he's like, "This is this is a family movie." He's like, "He's like, it's a small family story." Yeah. And then there's some aliens. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? And and then you see the movie and you're like, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like his ET kind of. Right? I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. never even thought of it that way, but yeah. you're right. It kind of it kind of is. And I've had people come to me. As a matter of fact, I think Eric, our, one of our boom operators on Empire, was. Um, I'm pretty sure he told me that was his favorite, like, movie of that genre. Really, hmm. I was like, really cool, man. You I know, go back and watch it. It I, turned out great. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you talk, when you think about how much we made it for and how great it looks, and yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because David Boyd. Sure, because David Boyd facilitated this great setup to save us from shooting nights. Do you remember? Yeah. 
And he had all the he had all the windows pre-lit and yep. ready, ND'd and all that. And they could just switch out like one thing and go from day to night. Yeah. There was like massive amounts of ND on the windows, wasn't there? There was like yeah. really yeah, like yeah. ten stops or something. I mean, it was something super yeah. thick. Yeah. And I mean, there's no point in that movie where it's night and, and you think it's and like you notice anything weird about it. Yeah. And we didn't do nights on that movie. Not, not real not, nights. We did some splits, but yeah, not, not even. Oh, we did splits because yeah. we did stuff in the street. Yeah, we did outdoor. We did actual outdoor stuff. That's yeah. true. Yeah, like the kid riding his bike. Yeah, but I'll take splits all day oh, overnights. You know, for sure. But he yeah. saved us. I mean, oh yeah, the seventy percent of that movie happens at night. Yeah, and 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 seventy percent of the movie is in that house too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. But that's the genius of David Boyd, sure. you know, and and be a great guy while at it, which yeah. is why he's in such high demand. And I, I can't yeah. worry. <laughs> I'd love to work with him again. He, was he doesn't shoot anymore. No, no, he's he done. just directs. He's just directing. He's so busy directing, you can't. Like for two seasons straight, he told me, "I think we'll do a pilot this year," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Great." And then he, and then I, you know, wouldn't hear from him, and maybe I'd text him and say, "Hey, you know, any any word on any upcoming or whatever?" Right. And he, I'm too busy. I can't fit a pilot in too many wow. directing jobs. So I'm like, good for him. Yeah, and they're all out of town, of course. So he's traveling, and you know, when he's when he's in LA, he doesn't want to take something short and be right. away from his family if he's got something coming right up. You know, right? Director, and they make a bunch of money to yeah, direct. Yeah, so. yeah, that's you know, that's like awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the way to do it. But you knew. I mean, if you knew, if somebody told you, I didn't really know he wanted to direct when we did that movie. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but he had directed a bunch already, like Friday Night Lights. I think he did a few episodes. He'd done, I think, Walking Dead's already. Oh wow. Um, maybe something else. Oh, a movie too. I think. But oh no, he was supposed to do one anyway. Um. So he'd done all this stuff, and like, if you knew about that, I'd be like, oh, well, we won't be long right. working with him. Sure. But I went on after that. That was my first thing with him ever. And oh. then we went on after that and did, did we do another movie? I can't remember. But we did like three more pilots and then a, a good amount of stuff, or four pilots, at least three. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, great guy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blah 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 but that was our uh that was our tier one experience i'm not like against doing one but um it's got to be the right project I think. yeah and i'm like I, I don't know for me at this point it really depends on what else is going on you know yeah because i don't want to commit to something and then have to leave i try not to do that sure you know so, yeah, yeah um well the good thing is they're all like five weeks long yeah so the chances something's going to come up and be in the way, right? Especially when you're, you know, Mr. Big Time doing hundred million dollar movies. Those <laughs> they don't call you two weeks out on those no, most well, of the time. Not usually. Uh, you know but, what I mean? Yeah. You normally have a little planning time. Yeah, for sure. But um, well, I wouldn't know. I'm guessing. It, it, yeah, there's a there's a good lead up usually. Usually, know you know a little bit in advance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. There's another movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> I keep saying like I haven't seen these movies we've done, but um, um, Hotel Artemis. Yeah, that looked really cool. I can't remember. I remember the name, and I remember oh that looks cool. I should see that, and yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, what's it, that? What's um, the deal with it? It was another really fun one. No, we shot that here in L.A. Uh, cool. Last summer, 
Summer of 17, I think. Was it like an apocalyptic type movie or no, something? No, it's... Uh, have you seen John Wick? Like those movies? Yeah. It's kind of like... You know how they, the ho- they have the hotel for like assassins? Oh, right. So this is like a... It's a hospital like for bad guys basically and uh you know you have to be a member and you know you can't kill the other patients and so basically like a a bank robbery goes wrong and one of the guys gets shot so they go to the hotel really and uh while they're there there's other bad guys there and there's that might be their rival but the rule is no yeah you can't but there's other assassins and some of them know each other and then there's like plots to kill other people so there's like kind of like all this drama that's happening Mm-hmm. within this private hospital for criminals. Right. Um, that was really fun. Was it? Yeah, the cast was great on How'd that. it turn out? Uh, I, I don't know how well it did. Yeah, I mean, I think... Well, was the movie good? I thought the movie was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, it was totally entertaining. Director I don't think it made a, a lot of money. I don't think it did either, which is too bad. The Who's direct, the director? His name's Drew Pierce. Awesome guy. Oh, he, really? Cool. He, he wrote, like, Iron Man... Three and I think Lethal Weapon movies. Like he's like, oh wow, awesome. he's a big time writer. Yeah, so I, it was one of his first directorial features. Cool. Um, but it was yeah. I love hearing that he's a great guy. Yeah, super Such cool good, guy. Yeah. yeah, I love hearing. Um, that. and our DP um was this uh, Korean guy uh, Chung Hoon Chung. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he shot some really cool yeah, stuff. He shot it, the first it. That, oh, I didn't see the that. remake of it, but I yeah. think he did a lot of the um, big stuff in Korea. Really cool guy. I think sometimes he would uh, pretend he didn't. His English wasn't as good as it was, so uh-huh. we kind of got you know. He's got a really humor, so we had a really good time. Um, but yeah, most of the movie takes place in this hotel, and they they actually built the hotel on a soundstage. Oh, cool! Which was awesome. It, there was no. Um, there was no. Um, um, Sorry, there was no p- practical location. Uh, for the exterior stuff, yeah, there's like the exterior entrance and like a rooftop. We did some practical stuff downtown. No, okay, L.A. But <clears throat> inside of a hotel, they built the whole thing. Which right, because most of the movie takes place there. Yeah, but it, oh, you cool. know, it's it's like old school Hollywood. You know, flyaway walls. You know, cool. You got you know, it makes it easy to shoot in when yeah, you can pull yeah. walls and you know actually move the camera around. Nice. You know, so. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was just really dark. It was another one that's like really low light, very moody. Um, but it was, I had a really good time visually. Cool. It was really fun, yeah. I <coughs> i had to look real quick. You saw me looking at my computer here. Uh-huh. I had to check, and I'm correct. He shot um, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh, right. Did you ever see that? I did, yeah. Brilliant movie. Yeah. And it's brilliantly shot. Yeah. They had to do so much planning. Like, I told my friend, that movie is like, all those little things you like, oh, it'd be really cool if this lined up perfectly with this and we did this. And they right. go, it would be cool, but we don't have time. Yeah. Like, you know how yeah, often yeah. that happens? Yeah. And I think in that movie, they said, yeah, it'd be really cool if we did this. Then they said, let's do it. Yeah. And then they did it. Yeah. For every single shot they wanted to do it for. Right. So it looks, it's just really originally shot. And, sure. Um, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I think he's going to, you're going to see his name a lot. I actually shot something else after Artemis that was pretty big. I can't remember what it was though. But yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, well, I'm since I'm on here, is it called The Earthquake Bird? Oh, I, I did hear that he shot that. That was like another Netflix movie. I think they shot that in Tokyo. I think. I don't know what it's about. But uh, looks like a mystery. 
Yeah, expat he, living in Tokyo suspected of murder. He's got a good style for sure. Uh, cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. Super great style. Yeah. But did does he operate? Did he operate all the stuff, or did he have operators? Uh, he he operated a camera or something. Yes, but then a lot of it was one camera. So we had a B camera, steady cam. Who oh, ended up doing most of the operating, anyways? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, Jody Miller. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know Jody Miller, but I've heard he's, his name so awesome. many times. Yeah, I he's need another. To, I need to get him on here. <clears throat> yeah, he's a really good dude. He's like I've seen his a lot of times. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you ever do this, but like, wow, it looked really great. Like, oh, that Steadicam shot was good. I have to remember to check the credits. And I check the credits, and yeah. I'm like, Jody Miller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dude. That's uh, happened to me a lot of times. I have to say. I could be mistaken, but I I think he's kind of like uh, I think Greg Smith helped him. Like in the beginning of his career. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think cool. Greg, Greg's been on here, right? Yeah. 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 Greg was great. Yeah, I did a bunch of movies with Greg when I was an assistant. So. Oh, you did? Yeah, he's a good. Oh, dude. cool. He's such a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. so fun to chat with and like, um, yeah. His Steadicam lesson stuff is blowing up. Yeah, he said he's like booked like all the time. Yeah. Like no break. He's even doing like techno crank classes. I saw that. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. 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 Good for him. I mean. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny because I think, I think it, it, I think it's hard for some people to put the rig down because they really enjoy it and all this stuff, and you make more money than just a regular operator. Sure. And so, I think he found like the perfect thing where he retired, but he still, I'm sure he still has the rig on all the time. Yeah. Maybe not every day, but right. like. But he's just, around it. He can and to show yeah. people stuff and to yeah. pass along his expertise to all yeah. different people. Like it's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, so so many people own rigs now. I mean, I see I see these videos he puts up, and I'm like, um, just impressed by like these young kids. Yeah, you know, doing cool shots and stuff. Sure, um, it's good. Yeah. but it's a testament to his teaching too. He's no, really, absolutely, really good. But um. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about. And then I'll let you go. No, I'll let no you worries. take the headset off. No, it's all good. You did a movie called Battle of Shaker Heights. Mm. That was like a Project Greenlight. I think it was their first thing because I watched that Project Greenlight show. Yeah, it was. I don't think it was their first thing, but it was definitely early on Okay. in, uh, in that whole Project Greenlight. You were like a second on it. I think. Uh, or loader or I something? I think it was the loader. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a trip. That was uh, that was a weird experience. I mean, it was cool, but it's kind of bizarre when there's like another camera crew following around the camera crew. the camera crew. Uh, <laughs> Were they? Um, was it a pain in the ass, or did you yeah. get used to it? I don't know if you ever got used to it, but it was weird. You know, like I just remember like there would be like we would roll out, you know, uh-huh. and they'd be like, oh, you know, it's the first you know camera roll out and so i'd grab a mag and then there's this guy with the camera like zooming in like trying to make a roll out like super dramatic like we screwed up or you know what i mean it's like uh, <clears throat> like dude get out of <laughs> like i'm trying to put film on the camera you know it's like right you know stuff like that i think was just kind of weird um but yeah that was uh i mean it was fun it was you know shia labeouf then that was like right after like he was coming off his Disney show, um, even Stevens. Mm-hmm. So he was a kid. I yeah. mean, you know, I remember in the show, they had to teach him how to drive so he could drive in the, 
Yeah, he was a kid. I mean, I don't. I don't well, know he was how. like sixteen or seventeen. I yeah, think, or but something. yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know. Um, well, oh, I was going to ask you: Did they pay you extra because they were making a show out of this? No, it was like uh, like standard HBO rate, whatever it was, because it was an HBO movie. Right. So then you, so then you, you have to sign the paper. Yeah, because it, I that guess, was part of the deal, though. Yeah, it's almost like just having like an e, you know an EPK crew around. I understand that, but, but nobody, but nobody said like, "Well, if I'm going to be in a documentary for you." No, because it was so new. I think like nobody was really thinking about that. I guess, and it was just weird because like back then, uh, you know, HBO was like the tier rates today. Right. Like HBO didn't have good rates back then. You know, so it was just kind of a weird. They weren't. They weren't as bad as the tier rates. No, but not even close. But I remember this was way before tier rates. So yeah, people I were like, oh, it's uh, HBO. The HBO rate, deal you know, sucked. Yeah, everybody sucked, knew yeah. it. Right. But right, it was right. a DP. That was like the word. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was a DP that we'd done a bunch of movies with. Sure. Um, who, sh- who shot that? Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman shot that movie. <clears throat> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. So we were all there because of Tom, you know, sure. and uh, and like I said, it was just, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, I don't know, it was kind of a weird, it was just a weird deal. Um, but huh. it was kind of cool to work with Shia. I ended up working with him years later on a movie, and you know, he kind of remembered that. But oh, really? Which movie? <clears throat> one of the Transformers movies. I think the third, third one. Um. You're like I don't know one of those. I did. I didn't. Know. <laughs> I've done so much now. Well, um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, but it was kind of fun because you would want to watch like each episode of Project Greenlight. Well, if you saw yourself in it, but I was barely. I think I saw myself like once or twice. They were really just concentrating on like the drama between the directors and the cast because I think there was two directors on that. You know, it's just guys trying to get started in the movie industry. You know, right and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up now. I'm like, because I did not remember that Thomas Ackerman, yeah. Tom Ackerman shot that. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm misremembering a certain, um, a couple of things because I was going to ask you a question about something and it's it's not from this one. It's oh. like because I think I watched a couple of seasons of that. Uh huh. Um, before I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I think it was for me. It was more fun to watch than to be on one. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because. Uh, the the impression is is that like, um, is that like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are there all the time? Yeah. Well, and Matt was never there. Ben came by a couple times. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, and he was married to J Lo at the time, so I think she came by a couple times. But oh, they, gotcha. they were really weren't there that much. Um, I'm I, surprised uh, that here he came by. Like he came by. Did, didn't you shoot in Cleveland? No, that was here in L. A. Oh, you shot it all here in yeah. L. A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but for me, I guess the the strange part was, you know, being there. You know, these guys were green. The directors, you know, they yeah. hadn't really done much. This was kind of a passion project. They really just wanted to make a film, and it just seemed like whether it was the 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 camera crew or the green light producers or whoever, they was always trying to make things like a bigger deal than they already are, right? Because they want that you know reality drama some kind of confrontation and right, right i just right. felt like sometimes they were trying to make these guys look like bigger idiots than they were you know <laughs> it's hard enough making a movie in itself you know yeah so to like cast all this unnecessary right stuff to, kind of shit on their parade yeah, while you're doing it i thought it, that right. was kind of lame you know yeah. it was really kind of uncool but 
But then again, I was just there in right because they're small like trying capacity. to create a reality <clears throat> show. Yeah, which I, know. I don't know if that's necessary because I think there's enough people that are just interested in how a movie's made. Yeah, I know. Why do you have to make it this thing? Where people yell at each other at some yeah. point, right? And right. make them look stupid, or make this person look, you know, yeah, incapable of what they're doing, or right. I just think it's lame, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like um, the farce of it, the the you know, um, or whatever the right the proper word is that made up shit, right? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, because I think you know, there's enough of that in Hollywood. Like, yeah, like I don't watch the Oscars anymore. I haven't in a long time because I think it's just so sugar-coated and because you know you'll hear a story about well this director or this producer and this actor hated each other but then you know they wouldn't talk to each other the entire making of the movie and then you see them at the oscars and they're like oh i love you you know and they're hugging it and it's all such bullshit <laughs> <I know. laughs> you know and it's just, know. it just bugs me i don't know i've seen i've never had a stomach for that like yeah you know <clears throat> there have been shows where i'm like this producer is like more of a hindrance to the show than a help. Yeah. But they're up there, they're 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 up there collecting the Emmy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you're like, how? Yeah. I don't. Sometimes people fail up or whatever. A lot I, of times, yeah. I, yeah. You know. Um, we were just talking about how sometimes, like, well, I I was saying like sometimes that maybe slightly psychopathic gene in people makes them climb to the top. Sure. You know, and then spit down on everybody or whatever it is. Yeah. But I guess there's there's some of that in any business. Oh, for, I, yeah, I think for sure. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I don't dig it. That's not cool. Yeah. So yeah it's hard, it's it's hard to watch cool. sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. I mean, but on the other hand, you know, so whatever. Oh, They're yeah. not fooling you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of who cares, but, you know. Yeah, no, you can't really put much weight into it, I think. It's just part of the business and... Right. Thanks for good stories. Well, the the, the <laughs> award ceremony have become part of the show and show business. Yeah. You know, and it's a revenue stream for them. That's how, oh, yeah. You know, that they make money, they get publicity. This is this is key to the business. And yeah. so um, they have to come across, I guess, as the best person ever and whatever. Sure. They're not all the best people ever. No. Some are, though. No, some are. There's some really good ones out there, but there's quite a few stinkers still like actually you know i'm not asking you to call anybody out but it seems like it seems like you're friendly with shia that you like shia i mean a lot of people have called him crazy and weird and whatever and i think a lot of people think especially outside the business think that he's nuts yeah i mean on that film when i saw him again on transformers you know he was in a weird place i think Uh because that was like his third transformers movie and so I think Michael wears on you after a while, and oh, I, don't, I don't know Mayer. how. Yeah, I don't know how shy and Michael were at that point. Wow. He was kind of aloof, and he wouldn't really talk to. I mean, but you know, we would say something here and there. But sure. But yeah, I think things definitely get blown out of proportion. Um, uh, Christian Bale's perfect example. Oh yeah. Like you know, I was one of the best guys I've ever worked with. Yeah. Especially you know, and the capa- advice. Yeah, the capacity of my job and just our relationship. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Christian Bale, like, you know, he's such an asshole because, you know, he yelled at that DP. And I'm like, okay, if anybody doesn't know that DP, I mean, there's Christian was justified, in, <laughs> put it that way, and, and how that whole thing went down. And, right. And, and he's not like that. He's right. Like, he, yeah. He broke for a minute. Yeah. And, you know. He had a bur- he had an outburst, and that's it. Right. You know, and it, it's not who he is, and uh, yeah. he's got a good sense of humor. Um, yeah. 
He's a really good dude. And I've spoken to people. I I spoke to the first that was sitting right in front of him when yeah. that was all going down, and and he's like, he told me he's like, no, Christian. Every day he came to set, says hello to everybody. Yeah, super nice guy. Doesn't yeah. have some big entourage. Ask yeah. you how your weekend went. Whatever sure. you know. He's like, he was super cool the yeah. whole time. So that was the anomaly was him having a little moment. Yeah, and it, and but and unfortunately, again, somebody got, tried to get him. Yeah, and they tried to blow it out. Did they of ever proportion? figure out who who did it? I oh, mean, the recording. The, who, uh, the, oh, I, under, I, I understand why it was recorded, but why did it get posted? Why did it get shared? Yeah, I don't know. You know? Somebody thought somebody knows? had an issue with him. One yeah. of the producers or something. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Christian is. He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, he's very methody. I don't have a problem with methody because if that's if you need to stay in that role. You know, it's super intense. Well, especially if you're Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. You're, especially if you're that good. Yeah. You know? But it's not like methody to where he's like an asshole with everybody in between takes, you know? Right. Because I think there are those guys out there too. Right. But right. like, I mean, I don't even that know. Jim, that Jim Carrey documentary, did you see that? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. <clears throat> it's interesting and whatever, but you're like, ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine working on that with him. Yeah. Ugh, you know? Um. I don't know if the scene is still in Vice because I haven't seen it yet. Um, but there's a, there's just one of my favorite memories from Vice was there's a, Dick Cheney was Don Donald Rumsfeld assistant for a lot of years, like in the seventies, before he was vice president. You know, he was in the White House for like thirty or forty years in politics. Cheney, yeah, yeah. And so one of his jobs would Rumsfeld would be given these briefings, and Cheney would flip these big cue cards, you know, and point to them. You know, they'd they'd stand side by side, and Cheney would flip these cue cards. So we're doing this scene. Wait, wait, wait. What? For what purpose was he doing this? So, like, Rumsfeld would be giving a speech to somebody, and he'd have like these cue cards with like graphs and things like that on it. Oh, oh, and so oh okay. Cheney's well, you're ch- saying cue cards. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. He okay, be reading yeah. the no, cue no, no, cards? no. So Cheney's job would to flip the cards like for th- the next. This graph shows yeah, yeah. economic yeah. growth. Okay, got so it. that was his job. Okay, sure. At one point, so we're doing a scene where Steve Carell as Rumsfeld, he's giving the speech, and Christian as Cheney is flipping the cards. Uh-huh. So at some point, I, th- I believe it was our grip department who'd worked with christian on a bunch of chris nolan movies they slipped in a card that had the batman logo and had an arrow pointing to christian and so it's stacked you know like three wait 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 wait, but how could it be pointed to christian when he's the The arrow so the the guys are standing facing the crowd yeah the, the cards are in the middle of them so oh, they're, they're in the speaking middle. to the card, and he's just like flipping the cards, not looking at it. the cards. Makes sense now. So there's a Batman card with an arrow pointing to Christian, <laughs> and so about four cards into it, you know, he flips the card, and, and it's Batman, right. and the crew just lost. It. I mean, McKay was almost fell out of his chair; he was laughing so hard. And of course, Christian looks down, and him and Steve both just start busting. I mean, it was a really funny moment, you know? sure. And sure. but it just goes to show, like he's not completely serious about every you know so he yeah. got it he was poking he fun at understand himself. Yeah. that it's a funny moment yeah. and right. it was like a big like everybody was kind of on pins and needles big like scene you know too, right? yeah it was a big scene and so yeah. it was kind of cool to to do that did and you get a photo of that i did yeah oh that's yeah, awesome cool. yeah i want to see that photo i have to find it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you even send that to the studio oh yeah oh yeah okay because yeah. i know yeah. you guys don't send everything Actually, that's a good part to wrap up on. Maybe, okay. maybe just like tell me your <clears throat> process because I don't know that much about it. Yeah, I mean, first you shoot photos. First you shoot photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, How many I, do you shoot a day? You think? Uh, it depends. Or a week. It depends on the project. I mean, I'm not a heavy shooter, and every unit photographer is different. I know. Sure. I've heard 
guys that shoot like a thousand to three thousand photos a day which i just think is obnoxious Mm -hmm. like i try to keep it in between like 150 and 300 photos a day okay um and once again it really depends on what we're shooting if we're shooting big ensemble casts, then i'll shoot a little heavier or if we're not doing a lot of stuff that day it'll be less so you know i'll shoot or if it's a big stunt day you're not going to shoot that much because there's not much to shoot right so i'll shoot for the day and then i'll do uh, a a rough edit Uh so i'll go back through everything that i shot for the day um and then uh you know just just for any of the anyone that doesn't realize all this all these photos like the vast majority of them are used for promotional stuff yeah marketing publicity um right you're essentially you're archiving the maybe you'll shoot the poster in there somewhere right maybe yeah yeah a lot of times they find it yeah a lot of times the, the unit work is used for the posters um Certainly for first looks for like the trades, the inter- entertainment magazines, you know, newspapers, um, that all comes usually from the still photography, yeah. um, behind the scenes photos. Uh, you know, if they do a photo book for the film down the road, that's where the photos come from. Um, you know, I, I think Who does that. Uh, anyone in the studio. Yeah. The studios do that. Like Marvel does that a lot. Like do they, they really, you, and they yeah, give them be, to the crew. <clears throat> No, this is for sell. Oh. <laughs> you know, for to sell later on. Um, <laughs> okay, never mind. Then. So yeah, the photos could be used for because uh, Jeff Daniels used to take photos on his sets. Yeah, and then give the whole crew, um, a book. Sure, he would print it, yeah. make books, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very expensive. I think uh, Jeff Bridge, or uh, yeah, he still does it. I think. Yeah. I I would guess I, he I does. So, I just yeah. know he used to. Yeah. Um, I've done a couple books on movies, but the studios they don't. There's such a process for us. So basically, you know, after I do my edit, I send that day's work onto a hard drive. What does your edit entail? I just look for uh, repeat shots or, you know, maybe maybe once in a while there's something that's out of focus or I'm not digging a composition or my exposure's wrong. Um, Sure. I try to shoot everything correct the right way in camera. But if you shot two because the first one was underexposed yeah, totally. you shot another so you yeah. go just erase yeah. that one real yeah. quick and if right. there's like 10 photos of the exact same thing i'll whittle it down to maybe like four you so know. i have a choice yeah they don't need 10 photos yeah, of yeah, the yeah. same shot so yeah. so you'll do an edit you know i send a drive in usually once a week so you have five days of work you know we still use labs so there's digital photo labs so they'll upload everything um, so what do they do? Do they often put like the LUTs that the DP's using on uh, that stuff? No, no. So I'll shoot it as close to what the DP's doing. Uh-huh. Like I'll figure out what the look is, you know, or and and for me it's just about a good, clean, sharp, properly exposed image, you know, because for our stuff, the studio a lot a lot of the times will change it. You know, they'll either do some weird like HDR pass on it or mm-hmm. or they'll comp something in. So right. So at least start with something good so they can yeah. fuck so with Yeah, so the it. stills don't necessarily represent what the final film's going to look like. Okay. And a lot of times the stills come out before any kind of trailer comes out, you know, mm-hmm. if they're trying to get people excited, things sure. like that. A lot of times that big po- that poster will come out or yeah. something or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell what we do, you know, and then we'll get hired sometimes to actually do a separate poster shoot, you know, which is completely not the production's budget you know the studio will have a budget the marketing thing yeah so you know get assistance and a whole strobe grip package and oh cool we'll set it up somewhere you know we'll get that's got to be a nice change yeah it's fun it can be a little stressful sometimes depends because there's usually like a um an ad agency looking, right. yeah you know so they've got you're not used to having people <laughs> look at your monitor yeah what you're shooting all day. i'm yeah. used to it but yeah it's tough when you have 10 people over oh, your totally. shoulder yeah so like as a unit photographer you know you're 
the closest thing you can equate it to would be like a photojournalist on a movie set, you know? Yeah, you're, you're documenting what's happening. Yeah, you're documenting everything. Sure. And you don't usually ever have anybody telling you what to shoot. Um, sometimes, you know, you work really closely with a unit publicist. Do they sometimes um, say, like, this is a big scene today? We were, like, a lot of close-ups of Christian or whoever. Sometimes. I've like never. Like a little suggestion like that or something? I've never really had the studio mm. come in and say. No, or the publicist? Or, no, I mean, no? the publicist, if they see something that's, like, you missed or there's a cool opportunity. But there's also, you know, days when they've got like politicians or, or you know make a wish kids or they've got all these people coming in sure so you know you do those photos or you know local business owners so there's all of that as well yeah, so yeah. Um, vice was very heavy for photography because not only was I shooting the unit work but I had to recreate um, all these period photos because the Cheney family had a lot of photos in their house <clears throat> oh. So we had to recreate a lot of those with the actors that were playing the family members. That must have been kind of fun to do. Yeah, though. it was fun. I mean, I had to do their wedding photos. I had to do oh, uh, all the White House photos. So White House press photos, um, Time magazine covers, the, wow. the White House portraits of all the politicians in the hallways, um, shot stuff on uh, medium format film that they used for period photos. You did? Yeah. What you shoot, like a Hasselblad or something? I had a Rolly, Rolly 2.8 cool yeah it was fun cool um they ended up just digitally scanning it i'm sure <laughs> you know, so well that's it was the cool. way they print now yeah, i yeah. mean they do, the first thing they do is scan your film yeah. and then print. yeah i know because you get these like weird quality prints that's but, like that's like epson paper <laughs> you right, know, it's right, not right. even like really a real but film print but they're still oh right yeah i yeah. know what you're saying yeah. do you really i don't know sometimes i don't know yeah, yeah but yeah. but that was really fun so vice was really busy in that regard so cool. there was always something were you doing that during production oh yeah yeah so I would so do, you're jumping away to do this yeah stuff? so we would do unit and then they'd be like okay you know because the movie takes place over like three 30 or 40 years at the White House so uh -huh. we had like the Reagan administration the Nixon administration you know the Bushes so you had to have him with all these people all these people and then so you, they'd be like casting Reagan and bringing yeah. him in one day for you to shoot him yeah. in front of what looks like the overall Oval Office yeah or, something. or you would walk down the White House hallway and you know all the administration's photos are on the wall Oh, you know, so I would have to take all these actors and we'd shoot. You know, I had this pop up seamless that I would. You know, we do these quick portraits and because because they don't want because you they want you to be shooting the scenes. Yeah. So you're trying to do this in between scenes and shit. Yeah. And like when he's when Christian's in wardrobe, maybe when he's leaving for the day, you grab him and yeah. that other actor yeah, well, will be well, there. Yeah. With Christian and Steve, it was really you know when we had time to do that's it. what i'm yeah. saying like <clears throat> yeah. we grab him on his way out for the day yeah and that other actor's been waiting for an hour and here he is yeah okay boom, and boom, those boom. guys we would just grab throughout the day i'm uh, sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but it was it was it was kind of fun so i'm curious to see what is in the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know because it's yeah. always fun when you actually see your images used in other ways than just you know the magazines or right the right right things like that just so. the glamour shots yeah. right <laughs> yeah no that is that's really cool i didn't even think of that yeah um well i think a lot actually of, we had a bunch in dark skies did you shoot all those uh, you must have I bet uh, yeah you a lot of times i mean we'll come in like during a prep week and shoot like uh, family photos or right. you know prop photos or uh, but most of the time it's like throughout production because you don't have those actors until you start shooting with them yeah you know those remember that though that house we, there was like 50 photos up there because it was a pop, plot point that the aliens yeah i mean we'll do the aliens unit, turned them all around or turned them oh yeah they flipped them up so, disappeared I don't know, yeah. or something i can't remember the unit photographer will usually shoot <clears throat> the ones that are going to be featured like on camera yeah you know if it's just stuff like off in the background 
they'll do that weird like Photoshop the head on the sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know if like it's not gonna, yeah if it's not going to be featured or something no, but anything that's that. going to be featured you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. driver's license or ID badges and things like that so there's always right. kind of a lot to do yeah that's cool and then I just like to stay busy so I'll, I'll shoot all the props I'll shoot the sets I'll shoot plates um, hmm. you know just because I think over the years you realize that like you know production designers want images of their stuff you know once the sets are built you know sure. they, they want to be able to have that for their portfolio you know costume designers it's also nice if they have to pick up anything and yeah you, you need to reshoot stuff or whatever yeah and then like on the bigger movies like the marvel movies like i took a whole day and set up a seamless just to shoot the weapons and the props and you know the costumes because, oh really you shot all of them yeah because you never know if they're going to use them for references for toys or you know oh, things like right. that so it's good i mean i don't think everybody does that i yeah. just i don't i don't like sitting around not shooting so if i'm at work uh, might as well shoot yeah. you know you might as well shoot you. something so yeah. you know overachiever i don't know i just like to stay busy <laughs> so <laughs> well let me uh, one more thing yeah. when you when you i've had um still photographers that are trying they look really hard like at the monitor on the camera or wherever mm -hmm. they'll try to They'll try to match every setup. Yeah. They'll try to do their own um, version of that. Do you do the same thing? I don't, no. Okay. Yeah. It always seems silly to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of go in, uh, you know, you want to put your own take on it too you know i think for me you, you, well i'm assuming that's not the only thing they're shooting but yeah it always seemed odd to me that they're like doing i mean if it's a really cool shot sure i'll, I'll grab the shot because i mean i've had this argument with people before you can you can grab like a 4k image and make a still as and then have a still actual still photograph with it it's the four you know the screen grab still looks blurry it's your freezing motion. You know, I don't care what kind of quality right. there is. Right, right, right. It doesn't right. look sharp as sharp as a still photo. True. So yeah. And we've done. I've done comparisons with other guys. It's just I don't know. So I will shoot what you guys are shooting, but then I'll move. I don't like to stay in one spot. You know, I'll do yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. couple shots of what you're shooting, and then get a different angle. But and you're I'll, not trying to match every just something no, like when no. you like the because setup sometimes there's a cooler shot somewhere else. You sure. know, and even if it's not lit at that angle. It's something falls off into shadows or you got like a cool backlight that you sure. guys aren't shooting. So there's, I just try to always be on alert that there's always, there's always a shot. So the, yeah, you know, yeah. the guys that are like, Oh, you can't be here. I'm like, cool. I'll go find another shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always something to shoot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where some unit photographers fall short is they get really, you know, either territorial or, you know, I have to be here. It's like, you don't have to be there, you know? And, I always pick and choose my battles. Like, yeah, you know, like if I feel like this is going to be the shot they're going to use, then yeah, I would like to be in here. But that all goes with the, you know, well, you're a being common, cool with the crew. You're and, a common sense guy. You've been around a while. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. I remember working together. Like, you were never an issue. Yeah, you know, you were always there. But, and I've never really had an issue with a still photographer, to right. be honest. Yeah, yeah. I really haven't. I know a bunch of people have. Sure. And I hear stories all the time. And I, I don't know. understand. Like, guys, it's not that. Sometimes they, like, tap on my shoulder, like, would you mind if I stood right there? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. No problem. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, okay, good. Some, yeah. some <laughs> operators don't like it if I'm, I'm like, oh, who's hassling them so yeah. much? I don't know. But I think it's. I don't know. It's the photographers too. You know, I, I definitely think there's some ones that oh, I'm sure they don't know the job as good as they should. I think you're right. Um, yeah. That's true about it. Every 
profession in the world. Yeah, I mean, you can be a really good photographer, but if you don't know your way around on a on a film set, it, you could be Annie Leibovitz. That doesn't mean you're yeah. going to get what you need right. if you don't know how to navigate on a movie set. Right. You know, and a lot of variables. There's a little bit of political navigation, some more than others. Yeah. And then just just knowing yeah. knowing what's going to happen when yeah. helps you, right? Yeah, and you really just have to be in tune to everything that's going on. Right. Like, and like you said, um, I don't know if you said it earlier, but, you know, being an actor's eye lines. Like, I, once in a while, like, I have had a really good run with all the talent that I work with and the crews. But, like, I'll get on a show and, like, this last movie I did with Chadwick, you know, everybody clears eye line, clears, you know, clears eye line. You can't be in his eye line. And I'm dead in his eye line. And I'm shooting. With Chad. Yeah. Because you know he's yes, cool with that. But the ADs are coming up. You can't be in his eye line. And I'm like, did he tell you that I can't be in his eye line? And yeah. they're like, no. And I said, like, I'm fine. They've just decided And I said, this. I'm fine. Because right. I think people just freak out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until they tell me I can't. Be, and I'll push it. But I'll gauge actors, too. You know, I won't just, like, first day jump in their eye line. I get you know, that. You kind of. I understand. You, you feel them out. You get to know them. You talk to them. You, you gradually you always, creep in there. And you can always say, am I okay here? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like Christian's a perfect example, you know. We were shooting film, so every time the camera reloaded, he would stay in character in between every take. So you would just jump in and I shoot. I would just jump in right in his face and, and shoot, and he was totally fine with it. Right. You know? Right, right, right. So, but that's the thing. You really have to gauge your environment and yeah. who you're working with. You're not going to get all your main shots on day one. You no, have to feel no. everything out, but right? But I, th- I feel like the eyeline thing is such a, like, people make it such a big deal. I you know. know. And I know there are actors that are very well, sensitive I just worked, to it. I just worked with one yeah. who's very sensitive to it. Um, and But because of that, they're, like, overly sensitive with all the other actors. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, and then she'll say something about other actors' eye lines yeah. and stuff. And it's one of those things, like, and she's number one, and, she, you know, yeah. she's big star, whatever. And so, like, the, you've ever noticed that? Like, whatever number one does, two, three, four, five, six, they all start to follow. Right. And things just go that way. Yeah. And it's great when they're nice people, which she is. Right. And then because number three figures, they're so nice. I have to be cool, yeah. too. You know? I can't be an asshole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which yeah. is great. But yeah. sometimes weird things ha- like this sure. eyeline thing. Yeah. I mean, they made such a big deal of it, you know. Yeah. And <clears throat> um, like to the point where like I think we spun a dolly around once <laughs> and put the chassis in the other direction yeah. so that my dolly grip wouldn't be in her eyeline. So crazy. You know, I mean, I get it's it. It's a minor. Th- yeah. It's you know, it, and then once you know, and by the way, I was doing like second unit yeah. and stuff, so like we didn't know that rule yet. Yeah. If we had known that rule, though, sure. Dolly would have gone the other way to begin with. Yeah. But uh, it's like not I said, that big a hindrance. You just have to. You have to feel. I mean, everybody's different. And then you find out. Yeah. And then you adjust based on yeah. the. Right. You, you feel it out. I I did a movie, a big movie. I don't want to say his name, but he's a very well known British actor, and. He shot all day. At the end of the day, I introduced myself. Eric Idle. No. <laughs> Just kidding. And I was like, you know. Uh, Wait, sorry. You shot all day? Yeah, because it was his first day. I didn't have a chance to introduce myself oh, to him yeah. before we shot. So we shot all day. End of the day, I said, hey, you know, I'm Matt. I'm the unit photographer. And he's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I didn't see you. But he's like, I get distracted. And if I have a problem, I'll just politely ask you to leave the set. I'm like, well, okay, so fair enough. Mm-hmm. So the next day he works, you know, I'm in there, I'm shooting the rehearsal and then I shoot a take and then the next setup, same thing, but he, you can, he's got this like squirrely look in his eye and he's freaking out a little bit. I'm like, oh, here it comes. You're like, I'm just going to step back. So I step back and then cut to like a couple days later, he's back 
I just shoot the rehearsal. I don't even shoot a take. Why? Because I was just, I'm testing him. I want to see, you know. It didn't feel. Yeah, because, you know, he looked like he was going to freak out the day before after I shot a take. Uh, like yeah. he was eyeballing the EPK guy. He's looking at me. He's looking at the visual effects guys. You know, he just, he gets very distracted. It's too much going on. Yeah, so next time he came in, I would just shoot the rehearsal and then I would leave. Cut to a couple of days later, he'd come in, he would do a scene. I, I didn't shoot the rehearsal. I didn't even go in and photograph him. And I did that for about two days. Mm-hmm. And he noticed. Mm. And on the third day, he went to the ADs after he did like a couple takes. He's like, hey, if, if Matt wants to come in and shoot me now, he can come in. And I was like, okay. So he saw like a respect thing happening. There's that. And, and then he wants also, his photo taken. Yeah. Like, I don't have to take your photo. Like, I don't care. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm here to get you guys more residuals. I'm not here for my own personal photo album. That's a good point, actually. You know? like, that's a good point. There's nothing that I'm doing that's like I'm trying to sabotage what you guys are doing. You know, right. I'm here to support this film. Yeah, I'm just here to, to you, document this. If you, you know, can't do it with, you'll me probably want these photos later. Right. You know, but you have to find that common ground. You know, you have to, like I said, you have to gauge them all differently. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I've had, I've been very fortunate. I've only had two actors that have said you can't photograph me at all. And, really? Yeah. And so I've tried. Like a, they're, <laughs> they're older. You don't want to say. I don't okay. want to say. Okay, they're older fine. women. I, that's okay. all I'll say. And, all right. But very famous. Uh-huh. And uh, and they just told you like, you first can't day, take my photo? I, yeah, I'd introduce myself and they're like, yeah, you can't photograph me. I'm like, okay. So first take, I'd go in there. I'd try to shoot. Oh, no, you can't. Get out of here. No photos. I'm like, okay, great. Because then that's because if the studio asks, you got kicked off set. From yeah. Them. So right. I would just not photograph them anymore at uh-huh. all. At which, all. which was kind of a bummer because there were scenes that they were in with other actors that. So then you couldn't have a, a wide shot. Yeah. Could you even shoot the other actor with them in the room? Not even if I was over their shoulder, I couldn't shoot. What? They just weird. Anyways, so cut to Is no, this a contract no, thing. No, you think fo- the studio would not like this? Yeah, and they said that they would say something to them, but nobody ever did. Right. Cut, nobody wants to get yelled yeah, at. Nobody wants to get yelled at. <laughs> cut to the end of the movie. You know, a couple months after the movie. The publicist gets a phone call from the manager. Hey, we're trying to find the photos for so-and-so. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, there are none. Well, why aren't there any? Because they wouldn't let my photographer shoot. And they're like, oh. They I, literally yeah. kicked me off set. But I just, I won't, I won't photograph you. Yeah, that's fine. It I don't does care. no skin off your yeah, back. I'm getting paid right. the same. Yeah. You know, I would prefer to photograph you and right. do my job, but right, if, right, right. I'm not going to play these games with you. you know? Yeah. So... But if it's been this many, it's only been two people ever. Were they, let me ask, were those were those people polite to you otherwise? Or did you have no interaction uh, with them? No interaction. Okay. One of them wasn't that polite. Uh-huh. And I'm just, I'm not going to But if you don't need to that. interact with them a lot, it doesn't really matter that much, right? No. But, right. there, you know, but there's also a, a trust factor too, you know? You see the, the images that you're getting, you know... Trying right. to promote the film, and then, and with one of them the at one point, the thing is, they have an operator in front of them that they've probably never met before. Yeah, you got an operator, a dolly grip, a focus puller, a, a boom operator. I mean, there's like yeah, yeah, uh, but 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 when you're talking about photographing, yeah, you know, okay, they've met the DP. Who knows when? Sometimes mm-hmm. maybe two days before or sure. the day before. Um, but you have a camera operator <laughs> shooting motion. And a DP lighting it all. Sure. And, like, for you to shoot some stills, they're like, no. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Makes zero sense. I know. 
But oh, anyway. at that point, you just don't try to figure those people out. You just kind of move along and yeah, do your thing. Well, I know I know still photographers who probably would have freaked out about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the studio wants their photos, and I don't have them. Uh, yeah. Like, well, I know guys that have left. They just okay. I'm going home. <laughs> like they packed their really cameras up. I'm producer. She's, line in, every, producer. she's in every scene. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit on the truck all day. I'm going home. I can't shoot today. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. You know. Fair enough. See you tomorrow. Yeah. So. May as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's petty is what it is. You know what I mean? And it. I mean, if they explained it to you a little more. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe maybe there's some legitimate reason where you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. But there's, I think, I feel like whatever the scenario is, there's got to be some sort of common ground. Uh-huh. You know, like okay, this, well then let part me of your job. Let me shoot a rehearsal. You know, but the right. problem is like a lot of times rehearsals they're not camera ready. You know, they got a robe on or curlers in their hair or you know yeah, what I mean or their jackets not on and the wrong so, shoes so like and, those right. shots don't do anything for me you know yeah and sometimes they'll you know they'll prefer you do a setup afterwards okay let me do a take you know let me let me yeah they let you in for two minutes let me do the minutes, scene and then we'll do a setup right, right, right. if that's all you can get then fine I don't like doing setups because it doesn't feel like authentic they're not in character they're not they're always just waiting for you to be done. Yeah, they're not in the moment. Yeah, yeah I so I try not. I've to, seen that. Yeah, I try not to do it. those. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's you know, it is what it is, man. It's fun to navigate, and they're all different. And uh, I've been very, very fortunate to not have any difficult, cool people. So cool, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been really interesting. Yeah, um, man. It's fun talking to you, and good seeing you again. Yeah, I, I don't think you. we've seen each other since I don't Dark think so. Skies, yeah. which was. 2012 was really wow i think it was 2012 yeah like six years so wow Uh, actually more closer to seven yeah but, but um yeah man uh thank you very much yeah thanks for having me thanks again to matt for coming on the show i really enjoyed chatting with him i hope you enjoyed listening and thank you again to walter clausen effects for their continued support and thank you to tom oaks for the cool music really adds something it almost makes my uh, podcast sound professional crazy thanks for listening see you next time